to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It is me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the great CB Gold. What's up, guys? Uh, Heather Joe Clark is running late, and we have Anthony Smith, Lionheart, coming off a huge win last week uh, on Saturday night. That was a fucking amazing fight. He's calling in. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I'm excited. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Let me just close my fucking window. Boom. All right. Here we go. I got back from uh, Stanford and Sons Comedy Club in Kansas City. Is it Stanford and Sons or is it Stanford's? Uh, I'm not even sure because oh, okay. uh, depend- I don't even know. What- Me neither. But but it was it was there were fun shows. Uh, it, it exists though. Yeah, I, I saw Tim Johnson came to a show. Yeah, I saw the picture and I literally had to Google him. Like I knew who he was, but without the mustache, I'm like, that doesn't look like him. Doesn't look like him. But Tim is the man. Uh, that was that was awesome. And uh, uh, some other guy named uh, Julian uh, Julian. Diaz uh, Julian Marquez is, uh, uh, He came to the show With like 15 of his friends He's fighting for LFA On May 19th And uh, it was a good uh, I, It was fun shows They were crazy shows The guy I worked with Is a really funny comic I mean Hilarious dude But he's normally a headliner And he, he went to feature Because I don't know He wanted to feature that weekend But normally he headlines Or he opens for Pablo Francisco And the guy does like Impressions of a hundred different people on stage, followed by uh, uh, a guitar song, uh, followed by um, a, a light show. I mean, it was like, it, it, look, I have nothing against impressionists. I know comics like, oh, he does impressions, or comics like, oh, he does music. Look, if you do it well, you're the fucking man. Uh, it's like, be funny. Like anything else. Like, like, like sometimes, oh, he does props. Fucking, uh, I would like to have Kyra Top's career right now. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll take, yeah. I'll take the fucking 10 million a year in Vegas. Uh, and get shit talked 365 days a year, but fuck you, dude, because yeah. I'm making 10 there, million. There are very few comedians that wouldn't want to have Kyra uh, Top's career. Uh, as far as as far as getting into like having your own residency in Vegas for the past whatever and making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, I think the only people that don't want his career are the ones that are more successful. Yeah, than right. Him. And he's Seinfeld, <laughs> but everybody Rock under and, him is like, yeah, I'd probably fucking play with like a dart and a trombone. And I'm not night. saying you want Carrot Top's act. That's a whole fucking different argument. But, yeah. And by the way, which is very good, his act is fucking hilarious. But I'm talking about his career uh, now. So this guy was like, it was it was hard to have to actually follow him because. Because um, I had to reset the crowd every night of like, okay, now we're getting back to jokes. But you know what? I didn't get in my head. I look, I, 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 a younger version of me, uh, a more immature, more uh, insecure version of me would have been like just flipping out backstage or like getting in my own head or giving myself excuses. I'm like, fuck it. Let's see how good I am. Let's, let's see how good I am. It's like almost like when they're like, hey, you have to follow fucking Chappelle or you have to. All right, let's see how good I can do. Uh, I, mem- I remember one time in the Laugh Factory, I had to follow. And this is before Michael Richards had his, his meltdown. And he was still killing because of Kramer. It was him, Tosh, Mencia, Dane Cook. I'm talking about Dane Cook in his prime. Mencia That's a in their prime. Right there. Followed by me. Uh, and still it, a lineup. And it was right four there. standing ovations. I had, to, I had to follow four standing ovations in a you row. You had to go after them. Yeah. But I was like, fuck it. Like, that's what builds character. That's what builds character. And you know what? I fucking did good. Did I get a standing ovation? Absolutely not. But uh, but it was good, and, and a lot of MMA roasted fans came by. Um, uh, Aaron came, uh, and uh, Aaron Weinbaum, and a bunch of other like like some some really cool people. Some guy actually gave me free tickets to the fights. We'll talk about that's, that. That's pretty badass. Uh, however, the late show Saturday was one of the most insane shows, and I'm so fucking pissed that I didn't film it because I normally film all my shows, but I like they picked me up in the car this time, and normally I rent a car. 
And they're like, but you know, I have to pay for the rental car. But this time they're like, okay, they, they're picking a car. I'm like, okay, I'll save money. But then I, I forgot my cord to charge it. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's all right. I'm not going to. This show was the most insane show. Normally, okay, so there was no security. Normally if someone heckles, there's like somebody comes over and says, shut up, you're yeah. kicked out. Here it was every man for himself. It was, it was the comic was on his own. So I go up there. And this woman just starts yelling stuff at me. She's wasted before the – as soon as I get on, I'm like, I'm from Smithville, and I'm there, and I'm there. I'm just yelling, right? So I just start going in on her, and then she just keeps going the whole fucking show. And I'm like – and then she starts making animal noises halfway through, like, ah, ah. I'm like, well, is there a duck here? Did the fucking Affleck duck just show up? I'm like, this is why Trump won. And then it, that got a laugh. And then I go, this is why I'm pro-choice, right? And then it, it got to the point where other people in the crowd were heckling her. Like this girl above her goes, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to punch you in the face, right? A girl said that. And then like – so then Jen, she shut up. That girl looked like she had like face tattoos, the other girl. So I definitely would not have fucked with her. And so then they start – her boyfriend left her. Her boyfriend got up and walked out, and, oh, I, yeah. and I think he walked into a closet because he, he went the wrong way, which I even said. Then I, I do the local news, and the, the guy's like, just do jokes, just do jokes. So I watched uh, that yesterday. So I do local news. So I do a joke about how um, I went to a, a rap concert, and this guy thought I was a cop, and I'm like, I'm not a cop. Look, I have weed. Turns out he was a cop, right? That's the joke. So while I'm sta- on stage, some guy goes, do you have weed? I go, what? No, what? Is this why you came here? He goes, you went on the news. You said you had weed. I'm like, is that why you came to the fucking show? Like, you came to buy weed. He, so then that. So this guy just basically just shows up to fucking buy weed. That's what. So then, right? It's gonna be the best pickup story ever. Of like, hey, this is bomb. Like, where'd you get it? I went to the comedy club and heckled some random dude that was on the news this morning and fucking picked up that way. I'm hoping there's not PCP in it, but we'll see. It was that, I'm like, no, I'm, I didn't carry weed from L.A. to fucking <laughs> Kansas City to fucking sell to you. I smuggled it up my ass just for you. This is what I do. You. I go on the local news and say I have weed, and, that's the way, and then people come. I'm not even a comic. I just sell weed. It was so fucking ri- ridiculous, right? And the owner of the club, Craig, that's a whole different guy. He, he the whole time, he, he's like, I talk like this. And I used to, and he has a book about how he, he infiltrate, he used to rip off the Mexican mob and, and how he used to run these like stakes. I, I, the book's, um, he's, he's the king of Sting. Oh, well, that's about, the book that's sitting there? Yeah. And he talks about how he used to bang all these strippers and porn stars. And, and this, this guy is a character and a half. I, I, I can't even do this guy justice. He's just a guy that you have to meet. You think he just life. went crazy from having cabin fever of living in Kansas City for so long? No, I think. I think I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm going to read his book, but uh, it was that the owner was insane, right? Insane character. But he left. He didn't even fucking left. So then some other girl in the crowd goes. She's with this black guy, this white girl, and I'm, I said something to her. She's like, "Just so you know, we're all from Africa." I go, well, I think she meant like Adam and Eve. I go, excuse me? She's like, yes, we're all from Africa, okay? So I don't appreciate your racial jokes. I go, okay, I guess when people ask where I'm from, I'm going to say Zimbabwe. I'm like, we're all from Africa. And then, so then, like, so then, and her boyfriend's just apologized to me, like, sorry. But, he, but I could tell he's trying to get pussy, so he's like not – he's apologizing behind her. Oh, I was going to say, if she heard that – No, he's yeah. behind her apologizing, right? And, and then so – she, and she's telling me how we're all from Africa, right? So then I'm like – so then she gets up, 
And of course, this is the show that Heidi Dean from the UFC comes to, like one of the main women. And of course, Swayze comes to the show. The beautiful Swayze, the cut woman, who yeah. is smoking Swayze hot, Valentine. by the way. Swayze smoking hot. Uh, I have a fiance, of course. But, uh, but, but just for the record. She's a sweetheart, though, too. Such a she's, nice, she's really, really nice. Very pure, sweet, great girl. So her and them are watching this. They're dying laughing. So this girl goes, we're all from Africa. And then she, then she gets up halfway through my show. Says, you are the most disgusting human being I've ever met in my life. I go, we haven't even met yet. Well, what fuck it, meet. Uh, I'm just telling you. Just. So then she fucking storms out. I'm like, all right, make sure on Yelp you see you didn't like the African comic. Right? So then, <laughs> so, like, so that was. That was it. I'm like, I'll see you in the motherland, right? Drop the mic, walk off stage. We're done here, Dude, ladies and gentlemen. So everyone starts fucking dying laughing, but then so it just got. To, and so that was, the, and then I'm pissed that I fucking didn't actually record this set because it was so ridiculous. I'm like, I, if I would put this on YouTube, I'd be, I don't know, maybe I would get a hundred followers. I feel like people would be like, oh, she's a plant. Like somebody put her there. It was insane. Like that's that's how crazy. It, it, it got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm actually recording my special tonight. It's called Why I Quit. It, it, but it was people left there saying that was the most craziest I've ever seen that they all wanted pictures that was hilarious but it was the other comic who went on before me was crying laughing the guy he was like dude this is you're my this is one of the funniest things it was fucking it so then right so then the waste staff has to take me home because the comic's supposed to give me a lift back but then he left so of course like I'm going into the wait staff's car they're all blowing on fucking breathalyzers because they have DUI. <laughs> like, it was just fucking... How many ankle bracelets oh, were in the car? It was, it was such a fucking experience. Like, it was the most surreal experience I, I've ever had. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. So then I go to the fights, right? So this guy in the crowd says, uh, hey, um, this guy in the crowd goes, hey, uh, uh, if you know anybody who wants tickets, I have six extra tickets. Now, I don't want to ask Dana White for a ticket because I had to leave before the main event. I don't want to get, like, front row seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, me and Gabe. Gabe showed up, by the way. Gabe, our, our friend Gabe, our sometimes co-host, he actually just shows up. Didn't even tell me he was showing up. And next thing I know, he's like, hey, can I open for you? I'm like, sure. You Can I do a guest set? Sure. Can I stay at your place? Sure. So I, I take Gabe to the fights, right? I fucking – so we go, and we're right where people walk out. You know, and we're, I'm giving everyone high fives on the way to the octagon. You were on TV. I fucking love doing that. You were on TV with Zach Cummings. Uh, so Zach Cummings actually gave me the pound before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but then Dana White's assistant saw me and was like, "Hey, I told Dana I saw you here, here," and she handed me front row s- seats. So I got to go front row. Like I'm sitting next to T.J. Dillashaw and uh, Benavidez. And uh, that, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. I left before the main event, unfortunately, but I saw some some damn good fights. Uh, there were some good fights, uh, some some really really good fights, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about. Um, so uh, now, by the way, that that this that wasn't one of the one one, one of the the, uh, the, the uh, worst set. Um, one of the craziest worst sets I've ever had was I brought a date with me, a girl who I'd already slept with. I was trying to sleep with again. This is a long time ago, and uh, it was an all black show. It was I think it was called I forgot what it was called. It was in New York City, and I I went on after Bill Burr. And this is before Bill Burr was fucking Bill Burr, but he was still amazing. Like all the comics, and he crushed it. He and I was like, well, a, yeah. I was like my third year into comedy, and I, and they start booing. Like they start. This is one of those shows where they boo if they don't like you. And yeah. I was like, fuck it, I'm not getting off stage. So I just kept getting, I just kept staying on. And this fucking guy, right? This guy in the front row goes, the audition's over, which is a weird kind of heckle. Like it wasn't. It was just a weird heckle. It wasn't. Yeah. I could tell it wasn't. So I ended up getting booed off. Which was hard because then I had a date afterwards, and then the last thing I wanted to do was have sex with this girl. Like I didn't want to do. Like it was like I. And she looked at me like 
the last time she told me, I fucking crushed it and killed it. So that this was like, it, it, it's after you get booed off stage, you do not feel good about yourself. And the guy comes up after me, the guy who said this night audition, this huge black guy named JP Justice, and he goes, "Hey man, uh, he goes, hey man, tough set." This guy led the fucking heckles, and he goes, "Hey, uh, you know, you got to work on some stuff. Here's my card. I teach, I teach a comedy course." So the guy who leads the heckles then gives me his So fucking- he goes to fucking shows and heckles comedians to try and reel them into his school so he can teach them how to like get over a heckle, whereas after you graduate, he's still in the fucking crowd heckling. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I, I've awesome. never had a- it was like unfucking believable I would probably throw a chair at him. I, I, I was just like, I was, I, I was like stunned. You know, and when you get... You know, sometimes you have such bad sets, you start to question everything, and that was one of those sets. Uh, How many times in your comedy career, and I'm going to guess right now that this was the only one, did the heckler come to you after and was like, you're not that good, I, you need help, or some shit, like some stupid like that? I've had people after shows say, like, rough set or tough crowd. or but Were or, they heckling no, you the whole no, time? No. That's what I'm saying. The, never, the heckler come up. The heckler and give me his business card. Yeah. And tell me that's to gotta be like comedy course. You probably are one of the very few people on this earth that have that fucking story and uh, it's ridiculous. Like, that's crazy. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Uh, but last night was really good. I did a show at, um, I, I did a show at the, uh, at my show, the Dime Bar, which was really good. Gleeve and Brody Stevens. Brody was fucking hilarious. And I was thinking about like, you know, Comedy is such a it's such a matter of like tenacity, just sticking with it, staying in the game. I was thinking about all the people that I started with, and out of most of them, I would say five percent are still doing comedy, if that. But some of the ones that I like, like me and Dave Rubin, I don't even know Dave Rubin. He's like this political guy. Like we opened up a comedy club in New York together. Like we were both giving out flyers at Gladys's, and we were giving away almost all the money. And uh, we're like, "Fuck, it, we could do this ourselves and pay people." We moved across the street, and Joe Franklin's. And then me and Dave had a falling out because uh, he kind of did the same thing. Long fucking story, but uh, I was right. But anyway, uh, <laughs> now but now we're cool. But and then like Melissa Roush used to work the door for me. Like she used to be a girl. I used to get people off the street and then send them down the block. And now she's on the Big Bang Theory. She's like the fourth lead in the fucking Big Bang Theory. I think there are people that are just like crushing it. Yeah. But most of them though are just not even. Uh, are just not there. Uh, just, just people just say, fuck it, I'm done. And it's, it's, it's not a matter of who's talented. There are so many talented people, but it, they just put so many obstacles in your way. No, uh, and that's like, that's the way it seems. It's like, it's like, when you guys get in together, it's like the class of comedy of whatever year and whatever it is. And it's like climbing Everest. Like, as you get higher, more people are going to drop off. So as your career gets better, you're going to have to be persistent and with anything. Yeah. But especially comedy because you are going to get booed out and you're going to have those no, nights. No, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, last night I did a show with, like, Ben Glebe. I remember Ben Glebe uh, saying to me, like, hey, man, you know, uh, he was, like, in a fucking rut and he hadn't written a joke in a couple months and I told him to hang in there and he didn't know what he was doing. And he's really fucking funny. And now he's hosting Idiot Test on the fucking game show yeah. network. And Brody Stevens... I started doing comedy in laundromats in New York City. I mean, literally laundromats. People were doing their laundry, and me and Brody were doing shows together there. And Dimitri Martin was a guy who did the guy at the fucking uh, who, if you know comedy, Dimitri was a very, very popular comedian. But Brody, you know, I mean, we, we did the Dime Bar last night together, and he killed it. He always fucking crushes it. But Brody like went from like couldn't get arrested. To Hangover one and two, to having his own fucking show on Comedy Central. So I Central. have seen him. Yeah, to have his own show on Comedy Central. To now, you know, it's just—it's such a fucking—it's one of those 
Like very few people. But then there's like things like tonight, today this fucking kid hit me up. This girl hit me up, Kate Quigley. He's like, hey, will you book my friend? Uh, his name is uh, King Bach. And I go, I, is that, wasn't he the Skid Row singer? Which was Sebastian Bach. Uh, she's like, no, he has, he has, he's a huge Instagram following. I look at his Instagram, 13.4 million fucking people. And so so but, people know who he is. But that's what comedians are competing against now. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's always going to be the case. If you could put people in fucking seats, that's what people care about. But, you know, the good news is that if you really want to be a good comic, like what I want to do, there's no substitute. You could have 400 billion fucking Instagram followers. If you haven't done the time, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, granted, you can sort of stack the crowd with uh, your followers. But that only fucking lasts for so long. Eventually, yeah, you you're can't gonna, go on tour and fucking bring your friends with you. Well, you can bring. Well, you can sort of like with like. But eventually, you're gonna have to do shows where people don't know you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and they're either gonna fucking laugh or not. And if you haven't done the work, you're gonna get exposed. Uh, and so, kind of like fighters, you know, like a fucking CM Punk. I mean, he got exposed, and he actually did kind of do the work, uh, kind of. He just did it a fucking. I mean, he just wouldn't have had that opportunity at that level had he not been CM Punk. But there really is no substitute for mat time, and there's no substitute for stage time, and uh, that's sort of the poetic justice of stand-up comedy. But it also kind of is hard because we are competing with people who, you know, it's just this is hard. It's a fucking tough business. And I'll, I'll 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 talk more about all this stuff in a second. Right, right now we have Anthony Smith on the air. Anthony's Lionheart Smith. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I went to your fight. I was there. Uh, I said hello to you while you were walking out. You didn't. You didn't give me a pound. Uh, I, 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 I'm very upset. Did you see me while you're walking? Oh the cage? man, I'm, I'm such a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I didn't even see you. Oh yeah, I, you were, you were in your zone. Some people like to like shake everyone's hands in the crowd. Other people just like to go straight forward. You know, uh, which person? What, what 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 fighter are you? Do you like to go straight forward or actually, you know, shake the crowd's hands? Uh, man, I take I take it in a little bit. Um, I did recognize a couple people on my way out. Um, but I didn't see you. Yeah, I yeah. Feel like an asshole. Well, no, no, I don't feel like an asshole. You were actually also. I was right next to the Anthony Smith fan club. A bunch of people that you came to the comedy show were all next to me because uh, they were like, "Hey, Adam, hey, Adam." So they kind of pushed me out of the way. Those fucking assholes. Oh, what a bunch of assholes! But uh, your fight was insane, man. Now, is your now you got to tell me is your plan to give up the first two rounds and then knock the guy out in the third? (laughs) No, that was not the fucking plan, man. That fight did not go. How how it was how it went in my head was not how it went uh, in the cage. He was I don't know, man. He was weird. Like it was hard to read a lot of the stuff he was doing and. Uh, for some reason, I just the the fucking wheels just fell off of my game plan. I, I got back on the horse, I guess, in the third round, and the third round went how the whole fight was supposed to go. And uh, I don't know, just the fucking wheels fell off in the first two rounds, and, and I was just lost in there for a little while, just trying to figure it out. But it's funny because I was sitting there watching it with somebody. I think with Gabe, and Gabe had money on you, and I I said to him, I go, dude, Anthony's going to come back and win in the third. He just. Like I remember back from your Titan fights, or your victory fights, where you have like something in you, man, where you just don't fucking stop. Uh, a lot of people they'll they'll they sort of get defeated. It's like you just keep going forward, uh, and I don't think you can teach that either. I think you have it or you don't, and you definitely have it, man. 
I, I just, I, I just don't see any other options. You know, I, I it, it, my brain just works differently than other people's. I, I always see a, a way to win somewhere, you know, and, and, and that's kind of how my whole life has gone. You know, it's, I, I I've kind of had a fucking crazy life anyways. And, you know, I just, I just always figure a way out. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just, I, I think you're right. I, I think you just got it or you don't. And, and I just, I just keep fucking pushing, you know, and eventually people break. No, it was awesome. And I was, I, I also tell that you worked on your wrestling defense. Cause the one fight I went to your, your other fight, uh, I've been to three of your fights now. Uh, your, the, the first fight, the guy just kept taking you down and just frustrating you. You know what I'm talking about? I think it was your first fight back in the UFC. Maybe your second. No, it was my, that was my second. That was right. uh, Cesar Fajaya. Yeah, it just seemed like he just wanted to wrestle fuck you the whole time. But now it seems like that's not an option anymore for guys. No, no, it's not. You know, I, I learned a lot from that Cesar fight. And, and it's not that I'm not a good wrestler. You know, it, 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 was, more, it was more about my application, I think, uh, of some of the techniques that I'm doing. I was just standing up. I was standing up right more. You know, I was in the Cesar fight. I had that, that whole blood thing going on, too. So I didn't really even have the gas to, to continually defend the takedowns or at least get up when I was taken down. Um, so now that I got all that shit cleared up, you know, and I'm, I'm training at altitude with Factory X now. So my, my cardio is just a non-issue anymore. And, and I, you know, people were all over me about that fucking Cesar fight, dude. They're just like, oh, he can't, he can't hang with Andrew Sanchez. Andrew Sanchez is the better wrestler than Cesar. And Cesar just walked all over him in the wrestling. And I kept my mouth shut, but I, I, know, I, I just knew, like, this is a, I'm a different fucking dude. You know, I got the cardio to, to defend the takedowns and get up if I get taken down. And, and I just tweaked a few things on my feet. And, you know, Andrew said, I would have shoot 10 takedowns and he got two. And one of them I got right back. I, one of them I slept him. And, you know, so he got one legit takedown the whole fight. You know, I'll, I'll take that shit all day. You know, I was, uh, I mean, it just seems like you're getting better and better. And, I, you know, you've had a really hard road. I mean, your first fight was in Brazil against the Brazilian. You lost, I think it was a split decision or something, and they cut you. Then you had to work your way back, fighting in like Omaha on these local promotions, and then and then Titan FC, right? And then and then finally you got back into the UFC. It was really, really, it's really nice to see, man, that actually like hard work and dedication and it's fucking paying off for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a long fucking road back to you know uh, afterwards. I think MMA Junkie. Asked the question, like, man, how did you how did you fight so long to get back or at it? Like, I don't know, man. I just did. You know, I just this is all I know, and, and I, I I just know I'm going to be a fucking world champion someday, and and I just got to keep I just got to keep grinding, you know, and keep my keep my head down and and, and just keep pushing. That was great. Now, uh, the fight, the last fight before that, those elbows you hit, I, I was I was cage side, and I, I actually recorded it and put it on uh, put it on Instagram. I don't know if you know that. But holy shit! I mean, when you hit a guy with an elbow <laughs> like that, what's going through your head? Man, I thought I killed him. Like, I, I, it, it's been a long time since I, you know, like, you know, it's really funny that uh, this is this is this is really going to piss off Josh Near. But I knew that I was going to knock out Andrew Sanchez when I seen that Josh Near was in Kansas City because it just happens to be every time Josh Near is around me, somebody falls asleep, whether it's him <laughs> or one of his friends or or somebody else. Someone always falls asleep when Josh Near is around. So that was definitely a good omen. You got to hire uh, Josh, Josh Near. Was sitting was sitting in the corner, you know, cornering Elvis, and I, I don't know, man. I hit that elbow and uh, and he just kind of like did this whole squat thing, and his eyes are in the back of his head, and it's just a good feeling, you know, knowing you get someone out of there. Um, and I'm. I'm kind of a morbid motherfucker too. I, I get off on watching people wake back up. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just 
it's it's just so funny to me seeing people wake back up and they're confused and they don't know what happened, you know, and then like that moment they realize that they were knocked out and lost. I just get off on that shit. I don't, I don't know why. But, you're, like, you're like the MMA um, Bill Cosby. So. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something well, like that. Kind of different. So uh, now how did you celebrate uh, on Saturday night? Man, we went to uh, we went to Power and Light in Kansas City. Uh, Zach Cummings had a big had a big after party there, and uh, you know I didn't really get too crazy Saturday, man. I just kind of took it all in. You know, I was I was pretty exhausted. The, the fight itself took a lot out of me, so um, I just kind of kicked back in the cut and just kind of hung out and had a few drinks, man. Nothing too crazy. Now I'm now I'm back home doing the uh, stay at home dad thing on my break, so I'm just hanging out. Not, what, what is your What does your wife do? Say what? Now, are you are you, are you married or just a, 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 a girlfriend? Uh, engaged. Engaged. Uh, same girl. We've been together eight years, so we got two kids with one on the way. So congratulations! That's a, that's awesome. Thanks, man. When's the uh, hey? Don't, did you did you did you have your kid? I remember uh, last in Vegas. Uh, you well, were no, about to have one. Unfortunately, she had a, a miscarriage. Uh, oh, fuck. No, it's, no, okay. Like, it's okay. It's okay. She's only eighteen. That's terrible. So uh, it, no, it's okay. I, no, she's twenty six. But it's no, it's okay. It's it. It happens. You know, we we knew right away. Uh, like we knew within like the first week something was wrong. Um, and I'm not saying, and it was still hard. But it, it wasn't. It would have been, I think, a lot harder. Like I know people that have had, you know, the their wife's pregnant or a girl's pregnant for eight months, and then they have a miscarriage. That would have been, I think, devastating. You know. Right, right. So, no, I mean, you know, right away, it was like, terrible. So I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. I mean, she's she's young and she's a quarter Mexican, so we, she can get pregnant real quick. So, <laughs> um, so, so after the fight, uh, I, I was surprised you didn't call out your nemesis, Derek Brunson. Man, I I, I think I'm pretty fucking close to passing that motherfucker up. Uh, you know, he, he fucked around and lose this next fight. You know, Derek Brunson might be below me. So um, I'm, I'm just waiting, man. I, I told him a long time ago that either I'll meet him at the top or I'll catch him on his way down. And, and up until this point, I'm holding true to my end of the bargain. So, um, you know, if he loses this next fight, you know, we'll, we'll see where that puts him, you know. But, but I'm, I'm not going to be the dude that's going to call out the guy that's unreachable right now. You know what I mean? He's got a fight coming up so that's already scheduled. Right, 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 uh, right, right. So I'm, I'm just kind of waiting, you know, and, and we'll see what happens after that. But, you know, I mean, it'd be really cool to get a big fight next and see where that goes. Did you move to Colorado permanently? No, no. I traveled back and forth. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, yeah, no, that was I, – I was I was really – that was crazy. That was a crazy fight, man. Um, and, and it was nice what you said afterwards about how tough that other guy was, you know. It's always it, – I, I always think it makes the fighter look better – when he talks about how tough the guy was he beat versus like, man, that was nothing. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it actually, yeah. It, it, no, he was, he was good. Yeah. The, uh, the Andrew Sanchez hype train, I, I, I thought it was hype. I really did. And uh, I, I knew he was tough and I knew he was going to be a grinder. And I knew I was going to struggle in some places. You know, I knew I was going to have to dig deep. But God damn that, man. That, that dude was tough, man. He, he was just, it was hard to read him. You know, he, he, his striking was better than I anticipated. Um, and it, the way he flowed his wrestling into his striking, you know, gave me a lot of problems. Uh, so it, he was he was good, man, and, and and I can't take that away from him, man. And it, you know, I joke around saying that. Well, I'm not joking, but I mean, I say it, I like knocking people out because I like seeing them wake up. But 
you know, after that all passes, man, I, I do worry. Like, I hope he's all right, man, because that was a pretty, that was a pretty fucking vicious knockout. It was, and, it, it, you know, I, I, I'm a different dude, man. When I knock people out, they're not, they're not ever right again. Josh Neer has a fought since. I was in top shook his eyes still on street. You know what I mean? It's it, like, that was, that was super vicious, man. So I hope he's all right. Yeah. Now you have, you have a, a really good set of Muay Thai skills. Um, I mean, your elbows are fucking insane. Your knees are insane, and uh, your jujitsu na- and wrestling are now like getting up there to the rest of your skills. So it's you're gonna be a you're a fucking beast for anybody. Uh, you're gonna be a tough. I mean, shit. Um, who do you like this weekend? Cub Swanson or Labov? Uh, I, fuck man, Cub Swanson is just on paper. He he's head and shoulders above above Artem, but. You know, Artem's got the power in his hands, and, and Cub Swanson doesn't seem like he's the type of dude that's going to go out there and look for the, the path of least resistance. You know, Cub likes to throw down, so uh, I just hope it's exciting. You know, I hope that Cub does go out there and bang it out a little bit and, and see who falls down first. But, you know, if he was smart, he'd stay on the outside and pick him apart. But, you know, on paper, Cub should win that fight pretty easily, but you never know with Artem, man. Yeah, I hope that Cubs that last fight didn't take too much out of him with the Korean Wonder Boy. That fight was yeah one of the best I've ever yeah, that seen. Was a, it was a lot. That, that's taxing on your chin too, man. You when you have those kind of battles, you leave a little bit of yourself in there. You know what I mean? And you know, I we'll find out. But but if Ar- I think if Artem lands one of those big shots, he's going to put Cub in a world of hurt. So we'll see. I'm excited. You know. And then a guy who you got upset with because he he took your nickname. Uh, you called him out on oh, Twitter. That fucking douchebag. Diego Sanchez versus Aya Quinta. Were you really upset about that? Yes, dude. That fucking pisses me off like real bad. Like, I'm real, real fucking upset about it, man. Like, you know, what, what do you think Rampage would do if I just all of a sudden changed my name while, while he was still in the UFC? It's it's one thing if the, if I came into the UFC and Diego's nickname was already Lionheart, you know? Yeah. Or, or someone else comes in now and their nickname's already Lionheart. I can't fucking tell you what you can and can't do, but, like, you can't fucking change it when you're in the UFC already. And and steal something like it's not like I'm the only one that's ever been Lionheart, but like I'm the only motherfucker that's doing it at a high level with that nickname. You know, like there's some of them they're just a little bit unique to the UFC. Whether that's the Iceman, I'm sure Chuck Liddell's not the only Iceman, but he's the only one that anyone fucking knows about. You know, right? And you know, there's there's some that are just you know like Carlos Condis, a natural born killer. I'm sure someone has called himself that before, but you know, it, it's that's unique to him and, and his brand. You know, like. And like I've told, been telling people, like my fucking kids think that their last name is Lionheart. Like they don't believe me if I tell them any different. And it's just branded over my whole life. It's on all my vehicles. It's all over my house. It's all over. It's, it's like some people don't even know my real name. And like he, he's just such a fucking whack job. He just it, it's the dream and it's the nightmare and then it's the dream again and then fuck, dude, figure it out. Like just. Pick one and go with it, you know. Like, don't fucking swagger jack money. Well, my I mean, swag, how many fights you know? do you think? He, how many fights do you think he has left as Lionheart, though? Right? I mean, no, it'll be it'll be a fourth nickname next week. It, yeah, it's Dream Nightmare Lionheart Quibbly Bibbly or some shit did, like did, that. Did he respond right. back to you? Just, did he respond back to you when you said this is bullshit? Yeah, man, we had a mutual friend, so I, I was trying to be cool about it at first. So I just said, "Hey, man, tell Diego that's kind of fucked up," you know, and. uh so he sends Diego on, like, my message, you know, saying, like, come on, Diego, you can't be like that. Like, that's not cool, you know? And Diego, this fucking idiot, sends a message back. The dude screenshots it and sent it to me, and it says, tell him lions don't concern, their, concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's cool. 
I'm going to bust his fucking head when I see him next time. That's, that's, <laughs> we're going to have a fucking conversation. I, I was going to go to Tennessee, but um, just with all the time I spent away from the family, my my fiance was bitching about it. So I was I was seriously going to go to Tennessee just so I could confront Diego in face to face. You should like, be that's like, how fucking mad that's, that was. Diego gets the most random conference. You want to? You're going to confront him over a nickname, which is probably better than Stefan Bonner confronting him on the Ultimate Fighter over fucking asparagus, but. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't like the sound of like Anthony Skippity Duda Smith. Or... <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just upset about something. Maybe I shouldn't be that upset about it, but like, you know, I worked really hard to kind of brand that, you know, and 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 I earned it. That's another thing. Well, I, I mean, like based on your last you know, fight, like... no one's going to question the fact that you're Lionheart and Diego Sanchez. So many people know him as the nightmare. And the dream, he's yeah. always going to be the nightmare. The Lionheart's not going to stick. You know, so uh, who, who do you think wins the fight, though? I, Ally Aquinta or uh, or Diego Lionheart? <laughs> Such a dick. Um, <laughs> Got to just throw a quick jab I'll, in there because you haven't you know, been hitting off this weekend. I've been out a long time, so I've been out a long time. So if this, if he comes back better or at least the same uh, as he left, uh, I would imagine Al probably in a decision. Right. I've heard ring rust is a real thing. You know, I, I haven't ever taken enough time off for it to matter. But so I, I don't really know about how ring rust really works. But if, if, if it's a, you know, if it, if it affects him, you know, I think he's gonna have a, have a hard time in there with Diego because Diego does go. You know, the, the dude's a gamer and he, and he comes to fight. So yeah, um, I mean, think about I, Diego. I would imagine Al probably probably will win that by decision. I think he'll have a hard time getting Diego out of there. That's the problem about Diego is that uh, he's probably the worst guy. To have a comeback fight against because yeah. he's always going to be there. He's so hard to put away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he has the heart of a lion. Now, uh, as far as um, <laughs> again, dude, <laughs> jab right cross. Uh, Damn, bro. Sorry, 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 sorry. It just fits him so well. All right, so uh, Mike Perry versus uh, Jake Ellenberger. Who wins this fight? Man, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, Jake Ellenberger is my buddy, so. It, Mike Perry's tough as fuck, though, man, and I, I think the fans win for sure because I think those two dudes are going to meet in the middle, and, and I don't see anyone taking a step backwards. Um, but I think that Jake's probably got the power advantage. You know, he, recently he has had some issues, I think, with, with, with his chin, and I don't know if that was just the people he, were, you know, he was fighting or if that was kind of a fluke, but um, I don't know, man. That was too close to call. I hope Ellenberger wins. I don't like Perry at all. I do too. Just as a person, I, I, I like Ellenberger a lot, man. And, and he deserves it. You know, what I mean, he puts the work in for sure. Yeah. And uh, he, he's a good ass dude. So uh, I hope Jake. I really hope Jake wins that fight. Yeah, me too. Uh, Talis Latus versus Sam Alvey. Uh, I like. I mean, I think Sam Alvey. Um, Sam Sam's been on a pretty good roll lately, and he, he, he's got some big power in his left hand, and. Talis, Talis notoriously has problems with southpaws, um, and Sam Alvey is a southpaw. So uh, I think that uh, I think Sam Alvey will catch him and, and, and put him out. He's such an awkward fighter, Sam Alvey. You know, like he. Yeah. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Sam Alvey when he's out of camp? No. That motherfucker is big. Yeah. I don't know how much I don't know much, I don't know how much weight he cuts, but that dude is fucking huge. But he's just like it's like almost everything's in slow motion. But he ends up winning these fights. He reminds me of that guy from Australia. Uh, What's his name? The Dan guy? Kelly. Yeah, Dan Kelly. Didn't they? Dan Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of have a similar style of just like, just weird, awkward, but just 
Don't like, get hit. Don't get, but just they, they have power, you know? Uh, yeah. And it, but it's effective. Very you know? effective. Right, very effective. Can very we call effective. for a Sam Alvey versus Anthony Smith matchup, maybe? Yeah. Oh, Anthony Smith versus... Uh, Anthony, I, think, I think you freaking beat both those guys. I do, too. I do, too, man. I mean, I want to fight before. Yeah. I mean, That's you're, who I want. I mean, you're, you're right there. You, 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 you want who, you said? Vitor. Oh, come on. You, you would murder Vitor. Well, come on, man. If, if fucking everyone else can go on a legend-ass kicking tour, why can't I? Dude, <laughs> and, yeah, but he, he has one fight left, and you know damn well he's not going to take a fight with you that's super risky for him to retire on. He wants, he wants an easy fight or, a, like, a giant name, which... I mean, it kind of makes sense, but you would murder Vitor. But don't you think? But although Vitor and Ryzen might be unbeatable again, uh, like like roided up Vitor. You mean TRT Tor? TRT Vitor is a different beast. I mean that that, that is true. That is true. But I, I just don't know who else Vitor could fight unless he's playing on waiting a long time. If you look at, he's not going to fight anyone that's ranked above him. I mean, that's just all those dudes are kind of pining for each other, anyways. And I think everyone except for Anderson Silva. Seven through fifteen is taken. Everyone else is matched up, but Anderson Silva is supposedly in talks to be or, uh, in negotiations to fight Luke Rockhold. So, it, I, I would imagine if you can fight anyone, they're probably going to be unranked. Might as well be me. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. All right, so we're going to start thing. the campaign. Yeah, we're going to start the campaign. Anthony Smith versus Vitor. Lionheart versus Vitor. Lionheart. Well, people might think it's Diego, but but yeah, yeah. Lionheart versus Vitor. One hundred percent. I'm taking a point away for a low blow. <laughs> well, listen, Anthony Smith, so, man. It, it is an honor to have you on the show, man. I, I'm I'm so happy for you. We had you back on when you were doing Titan press conferences on the show, and now you're now you're victory. fucking everyone up in fucking the UFC, man. So good for you. I appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, I wish I would have made it out to your show in Kansas City, but my weight cut was fucking terrible. I, there's no way I was going to be able to be able to step out long enough to make it to your show. But next time, for sure. How much? How much did you cut? Man, I showed up the week of the fight. I think I, my pre-fight weight check on Tuesday was like 206. Wow, it's 21 pounds. You lost 21 yeah, pounds heavy. in four, three days. Yeah. How yeah. did you do that? Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Just, I mean, we I, did you put on like Epsom salt and saunas? Epsom salt, saunas, rubber suits. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, spitting it. It was terrible. It was bad. Did you spit in the cup all day with uh, with a? Uh, I didn't. I didn't have to. I didn't have to spit in the cup. And I, 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 was, I was able to make it to the scale thirty minutes before they closed, so that was cool. Wow. But um, I just I, I did my whole last camp, or at least the the last five weeks of it in Denver. So it's kind of hard to stick to your normal diet when you're not home. Like the whole meal prepping thing kind of goes out the window. So it's 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 kind of tough when you're traveling. Yeah. So I, I just got to figure that that whole situation out. I don't come in so fucking fat anymore. So when it, so you make 185, then what what's the first thing you do when you so then you kind of rehydrate? You're right. You just start drinking water, Gatorade, uh, juices, and then yeah, yeah, PE lights and. Now, does your stomach shrink? Because when I used to cut weight, my stomach would shrink. To the point where I wouldn't even be able to eat anything because I would get sick. I mean, how much, how much weight did you gain that night? Oh, uh, I, I don't think I ever have that problem. I don't, I don't know what it is, but we went to a Brazilian steakhouse the night of lands and and just destroyed ourselves. But oh, they're doing this new thing, man. And I don't know why they're doing it, but they're they're checking our weight when we show up to the venue the day of the fight, and it, and it's kind of it's, it's I don't know it's really going to fuck everyone because they're trying to change all this weight cutting thing. 
and and the whole kind of the whole landscape of how people are cutting weight and how far they're cutting. But it's kind of hard for them to tell because they're like, well, these guys are showing up at 200 and he fights at 185, so blah, 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 blah. He's only cutting 15 pounds in a week. You know, that's not that terrible. Well, they're not really getting the true view of how bad it really is. Well, now they are because they're checking our weight before we fight. And I remember Daniel Cormier said something about it. I was like, oh, that must be. I, I thought it was just something that was unique to him. But they checked the entire card's weight uh, when we showed up to the venue. And I, and I was like 211. 211. Day of. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the day of. So you, you gained 36 pounds. In two 26 days. pounds. Well, how much? 26, 26 pounds. pounds. 26 26 yeah. pounds 26. wow that's that's like a, a fucking john dodson that's crazy yeah yeah uh, <laughs> holy crazy. shit damn now what do you think of this whole cormier jimmy manoa beef that's exploding on twitter who do you think wins that fight uh i probably cormier but who knows jimmy manoa's got some serious power in his hands but uh i'm probably cormier you know i i do think it's kind of cool that jimmy manoa's kind of talked himself into uh into a situation where he could be fighting for a title. That's pretty cool because he wasn't in those, he wasn't in that conversation at all. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's cool. He's definitely, he's definitely promoting himself and, 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 and not just waiting around hoping that people are going to give him something, you know, he's actually going out there and, and trying to get it himself. Now, so, when, uh, now when Cormier I, says, I imagine Cormier. Cormier on Twitter said, I'm not going to wrestle. I'm not going to go to the ground. I'm going to stand in the pocket and box oh, with no you. Kicks. no kicks. No kicks, no wrestling. No kicks, no, no wrestling, no grappling. I mean, he's just fucking around. There's no way he's actually going to... Yeah, play. he's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, if he does, and if he doesn't do that, he's a fucking idiot. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big paycheck to be risking for, you know, for some, for, you know, to, to, to flex on, on someone because he does that shit, he's going to fall asleep on the job. Yeah. But that's just, there's just no way around that. Jimmy Mayo has got... You know, it, it is funny how Cormier has been making fun of him for wearing sweatsuits and saying that his whole one shot, one kill thing is, is cute. But fuck, it's a real deal, man. That dude, that dude connects. He'll put you down, you know. And Cormier would be a big idiot to do that. I mean, do you think in some ways that Cormier kind of knows that Mana was an easier fight than John Jones's? Yes. So he's that. That's why he's putting oh, so much effort into it. For sure, I think I think that it's kind of going along the same lines as uh, as Michael Bisping, man. Like. I think Bisping wants to fight GSP because he's a less of a killer than Yoel Yo- Yo- Romero. Uh, I think that Bisping's been doing everything he could to avoid Yoel just to keep the title as long as he can. And I and I think that Cormier is probably doing the same thing. Uh, I mean, and you can't really fault him for that. I mean, we kind of already know that Jerry Jim thing. You know, we, we know how that one's going to roll. You know. So if he can if he can suck one more paycheck out of it, might as well. Now I actually went to the open workouts this week, and normally I go to open workouts and like you know it's just kind of it's kind of bullshit. You know, like guys are kind of giving it half ass. But this one, I, I I went and I saw I saw Jacare striking with the mitts, and then I saw Whitaker, and I was like, whoa, there was something different about this Whitaker guy than I've seen than a lot of guys. His striking was so on point and so fast. And my, my little brother hit me up, and he's like, hey, man, Jacare is going to win in one round submission. I go, I don't know, man. This dude, Whitaker, is in his prime. His, his striking is on point. I don't know, man. Like, Jacare is a little older. He's pushing 40. And I go, I, I, I think Whitaker is going to win just by the open workouts. Uh, I mean, Whitaker is the real deal, huh? Yeah, man, I, I think so. He was in my workout room. Uh, we, we shared our, our workout rooms at the hotel. And I kind of had the same feeling, like, 
you know, I kind of look at people a little bit different, especially because he's a he's a middleweight as well. You know, I was kind of kind of sizing him up a little bit, and that was the first time that I had like been uh, like in person with him for an extended period of time, and and I kind of thought the same thing. Like I, I was like, I was pretty sure that Jacare was going to walk right through him, and then we were in the workout room. We're like, damn man, this dude's a real deal. Like he's he's not only is he prepared, but you can tell that he he knows he's going to win. Yeah. There wasn't like. There wasn't any kind of doubt in his preparation. It wasn't like they were preparing to be in the worst situations. You know, they were pre- preparing to stop those situations. There's a difference. So well, you didn't see a whole lot of him fighting off of his back with his coaches to get to his feet. It was a lot of like working the takedown defense on the wall. You know, what I mean, it was it was just different, man. And, and I got a different vibe from him uh, than I did from Jacare. Yeah, I got the same way. And same thing with Waterson, like. Michelle Waterson, I feel like the UFC, when she beat Paige Van Zant, they were like, okay, this is our phase. Because they were going for Paige. And then when Paige loses mm-hmm. in one round, they're like, oh, wait, this girl's hot too. And she's got a good story. And they gave her an hour special of Fight Mom. And it just was a little, right. it was a little strange because she's at the open workout and Rose, Thug Rose has this look on her like she's going to fucking murder somebody. Uh, like, and, then, and then Michelle comes out there. And I know it's the open workout and yada, 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 but she's coming with her, her, her little daughter, and her daughter's hitting the mitts. And I'm like, uh, th- this is not how I would have someone prepare if I was coaching them. Uh, you know, maybe you, shouldn't, uh, like, maybe you should have your daughter at home or something. Like, I know this is all cute and fun, but this other girl is here to kill you. And right. It, 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 I don't know. It, I, I did not get a good vibe from Michelle Waterson. Just from watching that, it felt like she had too much going on. I hundred percent agree, man. I, I got the vibe that that Michelle Watterson was just happy to be there, and she was just there to have fun and enjoy it. And man, I feel like Thug Rose is going to walk in with a pistol on her waist, start slinging dope, and see who wanted her ass kicked. Like, like she was she was there of all serious business, man. She it was I, I don't know. It was, it was the same thing with the Jocker and Whitaker fight. It was just. One of them, one of them just seemed happy to be there, and the other one was there to kill people, you know. And, and yeah. that was that was definitely how how I seen Rose. The only time I seen Rose that even looked like she was in halfway in a good mood was that right before we did the public weigh-ins, and, and then after that it was all you know. Before and after that it was serious. It was serious business. So I think it's just where people's mindsets are are, are different. Yeah, you know? no, so I, like, I definitely uh, agree with you there. I, I, for some reason, some of the, it seems a lot with the women, especially the women, like. Like when uh, when Paige Van Zant was twerking during the weigh-ins, and, and like it's just like I don't know. There's a time and a place. You want to go on Dancing with the Stars and do that shit, but when when as a as a consumer of the fight, I want to see people that really want to fight. And, or Holly dancing with fans and, and at open workouts. And shit, it, it just seems to be like you, you got to take. It seems, it seems to be that the one who takes it more serious is usually the winner, uh, versus mm-hmm. the other person who kind of was like, okay, this is a show. I, you know, I mean, I get it. Like Tom Lawler used to come in with the fuck. That's a little, a little different, but I don't know. It was just a, it was a little strange. Just a little strange. Um, I absolutely agree. Uh, absolutely, and, and I would never have my kids there, like out there in the media and the public the week of the fight. So I, I don't know if that's like her. I don't, like, is that her thing? You know what I mean? Is that what what she's kind of holding on to? Her? Is that like her persona? Like she's the the one with her kid all the time? Like, man, I, I, I'm. I would venture to guess that I'm, I'm just as much as she is, but I'm also not toting them all over the fucking media trying to get cheap likes on Twitter and Facebook either. You know, it's, it's, I, I totally agree. There's a time and a place for, for that kind of shit. And, and I, I just, 
it's got to be hard, man. I, I love my kids to death, but it would be really hard to focus on killing someone else with my kids right there. And to me, <laughs> there's nothing be, more. How do you differentiate? How do you differentiate from dad? At, you know, fighter and dad. Like that's that's got that's tough, you know. And, and I just don't know how you do that. You know? So many fighters, they bring their kids, and then they, then they lose, and the kid starts crying. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm not a fucking parent parenting expert or a child expert. But for a two-year-old to watch your parent get the shit beaten out of him has got to be an emotionally fucked up thing to, to see. I, 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 <laughs> right. Like, I can't... I mean, my kids, my kids watch, but they watch it on TV. Like, they're not watching it. You know, like, my kids tap into my fights, but it's, I'm, I'm not with them personally. Like, they're with their grandma or, or their mom, and they're way in the back. Like, they're, they're there, but I don't see them. You know what I mean? Like, I can't... I just don't know. I have a hard time seeing family members before I fight because it's, it's hard to do the... The the dad the like my sister hugged me right before I got in the cage and I was like fuck you know like god damn it like I'm not supposed to be doing this you know like I'm I'm yeah. supposed to be a stone cold killer right now like how do I I can't be a brother too like and and I and I think that you're you're 100 on point that like you gotta you gotta separate those two and you gotta flip that switch and and I just I just feel like it would be irresponsible of me not only for my fight career and not fair to the fans but. You know, like as a, as a father, like I gotta, I can't, I can't let them see me like that. You know what I mean? Like, one hundred percent. At least that, in I mean, and, and you got to factor in there's you know ten thousand people around them screaming. Uh, right. It's, it's you know when your kids are watching it at home, they have your grandparents or your wife to kind of console them, and everything's gonna be okay. Uh, you know, the, you know, ten thousand people. It's got to be a these kids are going to grow up and become Dexter or something. This, this is not a... Right. You're going to, you're going to see... It's, like, it's just... It can't be a good thing. Uh, so, so right. you know, fighters, leave your kids at home. I'm, I'm, I, I know you want to have your kid and it's your inspiration and yada, 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 but it can't be healthy to see dad get knocked the fuck out in an octagon or mom get knocked the fuck out when you're two years old and have people fucking right. screaming kill him around them. I just can't see that. Yeah, can you imagine what that kid was thinking when she caught that head kick and just sat down? Holy shit! Yeah, I would. There's no way I'd ever bring my kids to a UFC event. At least not until they're older. You right. know, if when they're older, that's that's whatever. But you know, not as two year olds. That's fucking crazy. I was sitting next to Dan Henderson's great 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 grandkids one time, and <laughs> he was getting fucked up. It, it was that was at one ninety nine. It was a fucking travesty. I'm telling you, it's fucking crazy. Well, anyway, Anthony Smith, uh, it was an honor to have you on. Keep up the great work, man. And uh, thanks for thanks for being you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, guys. Take care. All right. That was Lionheart Diego Sanchez on the uh, – oh, I mean Anthony Smith on the podcast. Uh, such a dick, dude. Such a dick. Diego Sanchez took his nickname. He was he was very upset he's about pissed. it. Oh, it was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very pissed. Isn't there a bunch of Lionhearts? There is, but he's like doing really well for himself now, and I didn't realize the commitment he has made to Lionheart. It's on his car. It's on his this. on his that. He has T-shirts. And I'll, this is like Diego's fourth fucking nickname. I understand why he's coming from, but uh, Anthony, Anthony's. Well, good. he did make a good point with the whole rampage thing. Imagine if you were just like, "I'm, I'm the new rampage," and he's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, the, it's the, more the, of a com- This is more of a common nickname, but yeah. like, the persona is what I understand him 100%. talking about. I mean, and, and Diego should probably just pick a nickname that's not already out there. Yeah, you know, uh, or change every. Two fights. Or a Van Damme movie. Uh, but <laughs> by the way, Heather Joe Clark just fucking shut up. I want to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron, number one fleshing, fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Tomorrow we have a whole new order coming in. Three meals. Can't wait. Uh, they achieved this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They've established the partnerships over 150 local farms, 
fisheries and ranchers across the country. And as a result, uh, their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. Their produce is secured from farms that practice regenerative farming. And uh, I'm telling you, the food is unbelievable. Cooking together. Build strongly family bonds. Me and my girl, we do this all the time. We, we cook together, and it is awesome. Uh, so uh, check it out. Blue Apron, it's affordable, uh, less than $10 per person per meal. Uh, they got a great variety. It's flexible. It's easy. It's guaranteed. Check out their menu with free shipping, and you can get your first three meals free by going to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes, and be able to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash MMA roast. Heather Joe Clark, you are an hour and 36 minutes late. Uh, <laughs> okay, is- should we, okay, so you want to know that what happened? What happened? Um, well, I know this sounds horrible because, you know, I'm, I'm an adult, but my dad uh, said that he was going to do my taxes for me last year, for so like 2016. Your dad, the guy, same guy, the Vietnam vet who <clears throat> drove me to the fight? Yeah. Okay, he, well, he's, he's also like, you know, really good about like finances and stuff, and I'm not so good about that stuff. So like I hadn't – this was last year, so it was for 2015, and I didn't uh, – I'm sorry, 2016 – uh, no, no, it was 2015 year, yes, and I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't fight, so like I didn't make much money. I was, you know, I had my ACL repair and blah blah blah, so I was, you know, um, didn't make a lot of money. So my dad was just like, "Yeah, just send me your stuff, and I'll do it." And and then I found out today he didn't do it, and so I had when I had gone to do my taxes on the last day that you could do your taxes, I ended up having to do last year's taxes as well. So it took a little bit longer. I'm really sorry. It's okay. All right, but now it's all straightened out. You get your taxes done. Yeah, four hundred dollars later, I had to pay. How the, much? I had to pay them four hundred dollars, and that was two hundred dollars off. Ooh, Damn. To, just to do my taxes. Oh, not including what you actually owe, right? If you owe, well, you I didn't owe. Back, right? Yeah, well, no. This year I was supposed to owe, and then, but because I hadn't done last year's, um, they were actually actually owed me. I had negative in, negative income that year. How did you do? It? Like when you flew to Poland. <laughs> Right to fight that girl. That was la- that was 2016. Yeah, so that was yeah. this, my taxes this year. So I I I owe I lost. That how, fight. how much did you get for that fight? Ten. Ten only ten. Mm-hmm. But they flew Minus, to Poland. Yeah, but they not gave, in Poland. That was in Rotterdam. Rotterdam, but they, it was fight of the night though, right? No, they didn't give us fight of the night. Aww. I know. Well, but now the fight against uh, the Mexican girl didn't get fight of the night in that either. And that was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. How, would you get twenty for that? Ten as well. God. And then you minus, you know, coaching fees and, you know, uh, ta- taxes and all that. I mean, I'm, yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Just enough to, like, you know, have a good meal. <laughs> damn. Damn, Heather. Yeah. All right. Well. Tipafighter.com. Tipafighter.com. You think the only time of the year or ever that Hanato claims all his children is on his taxes? Absolutely. That's probably the only time uh, with his his fucking 30 kids. Uh, Now... That's got to be like a $10,000 return or some shit. Let's talk about... (laughs) Let's talk about some of the fights that happened last week. Uh, So I went to the fights uh, and... Yeah, it started with Ashley You were Evan supposed Smith. to go to the fight. I was going to go. Saying? Somebody offered me free tickets. But you're like, I have, a, I have a show that night. I had to leave. So I left for the main event. <laughs> so, I, but I saw, but it was still like, I saw. Wait, like, you only left, you only saw the main event? No, no, I left before the main event. I saw, it started oh, at three o'clock. You, lo- you didn't, okay. It started okay. at three. Gotcha. And I left at seven. Okay. So I saw four hours of fighting. Sure. Uh, I just, I, but normally the main event sucks sometimes. It was great. And I'm like, oh, whatever. This time the fights were great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's start with the Ashley Evan Smith fight. My thoughts on that fight. Ashley Evan Smith is a really good fighter, uh, and she's tough as hell. But I, I feel like she decided to become a striker in this fight. 
and I know that she fought a girl who seemed like her her jujitsu was her strength, but was also a really good striker and was faster than Ashley. And if I was Ashley Evan Smith, if I was her coach, I would say, Ashley, you're a fucking all American wrestler. You're strong as fuck. Dirty box. Grind against a cage. Ugly fight. Get the fucking takedown. Ground and pound. Because it seems like this girl may be better at jiu-jitsu than you, but the cage will kind of cancel that out. If you put her back against the cage, she won't be able to get those submissions. But instead, Ashley decided to become fucking Roy Jones Jr. and, uh, and, and boxer. And uh, look, you know, styles make fights. It seemed like Ashley got away from her wrestling. Perfect example of someone who factored in, I'm a great wrestler. I don't need to work on my wrestling for this fight. I'll work on my striking for this fight. And then because you overdo that, then you get away from kind of what got you there. I could be wrong. I've been wrong a lot. But that was just how I saw the fight. I actually didn't get to see it. I oh. need to go back and watch it because I do want to see it. I just didn't I just didn't get a chance. I was actually training. CB? It was a good fight. Uh, it was a good fight. I think one of the things that – and this is just to touch more on what you had already said. That she was standing – wasn't really a lot of like, you know, grappling stuff like that. But I think one of the things that was detrimental to her, and then again, I could be wrong, but she, I feel like every time Caitlin Vieira was tagging her, she was like, all right, I got to land one back. And it was just, it wasn't enough opportunity to stand there and just. She hurt her in the third, in the third round. Yeah. She yeah, yeah. Ashley hit, hit her in the third and made her do like a, a fucking, like a, a somersault, backward somersault. Mm. Like, but then somehow like rushed in. And almost like lost the rest of the round in some ways because like I think she won the third. I would have given her the third. Most people didn't. They, get, they, they saw it thirty twenty seven. Some even had thirty or thirty twenty six, which is weird. Depends. But uh, it was one of those things where I don't even know who this Vera girl. Is. Yeah, this girl. Look, it was she's a, new. She's only she, had like two fights. She's new, but she she was seven and zero oh, undefeated. Oh, it was her debut. Debut. No, no, no second fight. Second oh. fight. Second fight. Who in the she UFC. fight first? Oh, she beat uh, Fasha, right? Caitlin Fasha or something. Caitlin Fashaw. Uh, I think uh, something something Fashaw. But anyway, I, I like Ashley. But if you look at her face, uh, I, I, I follow her on on Instagram Live or Instagram. Her face looks so fucked up right now. Just yeah, Ashley. I saw it. I saw really? it. Yeah, but she's Fucking, already back in the gym. She's already. I mean, her, like, her black and blue. Both eyes are black. It looks like. Like Rihanna after Chris but Brown. You know what? <laughs> oh. Everyone bruises different. I bruise really bad too, and you know some people. Um, you, you show know. her the picture. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling them up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. People. No, bruise. I know, but I'm. But my, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that Ashley didn't have to get in that kind of a fight. Sure. Uh, and also, I think it's bullshit that she's first on the prelims. She's on a fucking two fight winning streak. Um, she beat uh, that one girl that was uh, that just beat that got the draw with. Uh, I mean, you know, that's all. Betch. That's- Kahaya. It's all like the she, it doesn't mean that she's oh, not. No. It's okay. First of all, just because she's the first doesn't mean that the the third person is going to be more watched yeah, than the first yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, they true. they sometimes they put whoever they put in first. They put it there so that people will start watching. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, so, like, I, I get it. I and just, then yeah. and then there and then they put like the not so interesting fights like second or third, and then sometimes I mean it's always different. Right. Just what they think, and I mean it's always like them trying to figure out. I know like Roy Nelson being like the main event of the undercard, like that person that f- card that fight usually is bigger than sometimes the fights on the yeah on they the put main favor card. there a lot because they want yeah. people to buy the pay per views or turn right. to the fox. No, yeah. I get it, I get it. I and I'm I'm look Ashley, she's probably not going to get cut for this fight you don't get cut after losing one front one round one fight at least on your two fight winning streak and it was a good solid fight i mean people were on their feet cheering uh anthony burchek did uh 
You go got cut. Yeah, but I think Burchek priced himself out. I don't think he got cut. I just think that they didn't match. Oh, he what he wanted. Yeah, okay. and Burchek, by the way, fought over the weekend. I watched him fight in Ryzen. He fought in Ryzen. Did, who yeah. did he fight, Kawajiri? He fight Kawajiri. Uh, and they, look, they must be not testing in Ryzen. I'll fucking say it. Kawajiri did not have these muscles. Are you kidding me? The guys, he fights at what, 45? Yeah. He's he's huge. Was he always that huge? Even in the Kawajiri? Yeah. Mm, it's, I mean, I he, think when he was in like his first few, maybe he had muscles big, upon like, fucking muscles. I mean, dude, this you're dude, going to Japan. You know what you can get away with over there. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like Burchak was fighting steroids and Kawajiri, and he did pretty well. Uh, he he did okay. Um, he didn't win, uh, but I didn't realize how good Kawajiri was either. He's like it, – it's strange because he really didn't show it in the UFC either. But Kawajiri was Water one of the drink? most – was one of the most highly touted Japanese fighters. Like back when they were talking about you know guys like Okami and, and uh, Sakuraba and guys like that, they're talking about Kawajiri like the crusher. Like this is the little version of the Japanese like almost like a war machine – and they touted him and they hyped him and you know he was he was a good fighter he was very talented he just didn't get to show it I don't think in the UFC more than anything because of um, just you know age style difference was he, stuff he was like in that. the UFC he yeah, had a UFC. few fights but he really I think he he was he did okay but it wasn't like they touted him on the way in like Kawajiri's coming and yeah well you just know didn't what really honestly all these fighters right now. Uh, that that were good before the testing. Go to fucking Ryzen because you will be as good, if not better, than you were. Well, I, Crow Cop fucking knocking out King Mo. Uh, and I, look, this is all allegedly. I don't know if these guys are taking this stuff, but it just seems like. Look, if I was Vitor Belfort, I'd go to fucking Ryzen. If I was any one of these guys that that were better pre Usada, just go to Ryzen because you you could you could the, the fucking glory days are here again. Uh, he was three and three in the UFC. Zach Cummings. Looked awesome. I mean, he just beat the shit out of... Unbelievable. And I think it was a case of... I think Zach Cummings being really good. Uh, the one fight he lost, he like... Uh, there was one fight he, he didn't make weight or something, or he came in. I know he was, did like a military tour or whatever. But he, he, he's won his last couple fights. He's always been tough. But hometown. I mean, you talk about hometown. Everybody was there to see Zach Cummings. The place went ballistic. And I think certain fighters... When they fight in their hometown, they are a different fighter. Court McGee in front of you when he fought Steve in Utah, Bay in Cleveland. Steve, well, he's good also outside of Cleveland. But I know, but but, but then look at Cowboy. Other or fighters, guy. Other fighters, it's it's fucking stressful because you have to worry about getting everyone tickets yep. and everybody hits you up and you have to try to put on a good show. Tisha and, had her first loss in Florida. You get in your head, you know, you the first round you're losing and then you're like, oh shit, how do I look? I remember when Tyson said he used to have his, his fucking wife in the front, his mistress in the second, and his fucking other chick in the third row. I mean, so there's probably, you know, it depends on who you are, what kind of person you are. And the same thing with me as a comic. There are times where, like, I headline the improv, but I bring in the whole crowd. So it's people that have already seen me, they know some of my jokes, they know, I, I fucking hate it. But other, other times, like, I'm like, you know what? These are my fucking friends, and I want to give them the best fucking show possible. It depends on that, really my mood, but uh, that's certain. Have you ever to have her fight in front of your hometown or home crowd? Well, yes and no. I fought in Pomona, and there were some friends and family there that aren't typically at my at my fights. Um, and then I fought in Vegas, so you know there was quite a number of people there watching that. Um, yeah, so 
I don't know. I, I guess New Mexico also, I had a few fights like there and there was more friends and teammates there than when I started fighting in Tennessee and in Florida and stuff where there was, wasn't anybody. So I've had kind of both. And the yeah, one fight I, mean, I saw of yours when you knocked her out in six seconds as an amateur. Yeah, I was an, I never did amateur. That was a pro. Yeah. So you, you go out there, you, your first punch you throw. <laughs> You, you kind of ran into her. Like, I did. Yeah, I ran. Well, I, I stepped to the side. I stepped to the side. So the actual uh, there's an image of me uh, hit, making contact. And it was I'm a black girl, right? Next, no, no, she's oh. a really pretty girl. Her name was April Catino, and she was like really pretty. Like I, I, I noticed that when I stood when I stood in front of her, and then after the fight, I was just like, just wanted to tell you that, like, I thought I think you're really pretty. <laughs> She told her that after the fight? After the fight. After you knocked her out? After they knocked her out and broke her nose really bad on the second I think you're really pretty? That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I know, because it was like the weirdest thing to be thinking when I'm I'm facing off the other girl. Like, wow, this girl's really pretty. And then what did she say after you said that? She just smiled at me, but she was like, I don't know where she was. I mean, I've never heard of a guy knocking a guy. By the way, you're very handsome. I, did, I think I said, by the way, like I, I noticed that man. when we were. I know, I know. Why did I say? I, you know, when you just think weird shit I, after I've said fight. Weird shit plenty of times. But yeah. I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? Yeah. Never after knocking the person out in six seconds. But that's, that's was me. one was one of those. Will you marry me? I wasn't really. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. That was a, a crazy. I mean, that was just the night of my life. You know. I got a blowjob one time that was so good. It was like after the third date, I was like, I love you, and then and then I was like. Why the fuck? And then she really thought I, I meant it. Uh, but I just loved the blowjob. All right, go, go, all right, go, right. <laughs> that's, something like that. Yeah, that's. So I was trying to relate. Okay, so. Um, so yeah, it was. But no, that was. Yeah, it was a really amazing. You know, uh, Winkle John does this thing called the spring step, and it's something that Holly uses uh, very often, and. John Jones uses, I'd say, out of all the, their fighters. I remember a lot of them. Rashad used to use it a lot. And Is that when you hit someone's car and run. Uh, no. Uh, oh, okay, go on. I thought Jones reused it. Go on. <laughs> Spring steps. Spring the fuck out of here. Uh, no. So he actually learned it from a wrestler named Louis. Uh, I forget Louis's last name, but it's, it came from a wrestling like where you 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 basically are in your stance. You bring your back foot slightly forward and then spring off of it, and that gives you so much added like. So kind of like depth. a Superman punch, kind of. No, like you, you have so you're in your stance. You bring your back foot forward, and then it allows you to spring off your back foot so that you can get carry or get further distance okay. than you would typically if you were just to here. And then and does your back foot off. go in front of your front foot? No, or? just slightly, just oh, like a couple okay. inches. Right, you so know, you're forward, and then you shoot off, off your back foot. Yeah, and like a wrestler does that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you're shooting off your back foot. You're just bringing it slightly closer, so you're in a sh- shorter stance, and then you're springing off of it, and. um you know, yeah, it's uh, it's basically what I did. I, I kind of I I had been working it and I'd been landing it a lot in practice, and so you knocked the ground in seven seconds. I did it. You're feeling like a million bucks, right? You got to be like, wow, that's got to be one of the best feelings you've ever it had. Was. And then you go, you're really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's so fucking weird, but I, I like it. I, I, I think it's I, 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 it's so weird that I still remember it. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Is that girl still fighting? Have you no, talked to her? No, she broke her nose. So I broke her nose. So I hit her right in the jaw and she dropped. And then I, her hands were like up and she was kind of trying to sit up. And so I came down with a second one where I literally like flew uh, to, to land the second one, which was in, when she was laying down and it was on her like nose. Like a punch? A what? Like Fedor, a like punch? Or when, uh, when he came forward when, when Henderson did to, oh, to, to Bisping. Yeah, 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 like yeah. that. Okay. Uh, I did that. 
Which, by the way, I still think is fucked up that that whole thing happened. With like the fact that like like that Bisman was laying there fucking out cold. And then Henderson See this girl wasn't called The she, ref wasn't In the right position yeah. To stop it from there It sucks but It's but just then the ref It's just the way it is Afterwards Bisbee's like Yeah he fucking deserved that Or something uh, no, I mean not Henderson, Henderson said something about like Yeah I want to teach him a lesson Like if, if he would If he would just would have said Look you know, you don't fight. You don't stop the fight till the ref stops. Sorry, it's instinct. Instinct. Bisping would have done the same thing to Henderson. He would have. Yeah, and look at like uh, anybody would have. Almost look, anybody would have if they can get a chance. Most likely, they're going to do it. Look at it's Rampage. It's just you're in that day. mode. You're in that like yeah, kill mode. I guess. Yeah. So. Do you remember when Eve Levine tried to push Rampage off of Vanderlei at UFC 92 when he knocked him out and then he landed three on the ground? Yeah, with three's a little out. different. One, <laughs> but but Eve Levine couldn't even know. push I, him off. There's right. something to be said about guys with the walkaway knockouts that I happen to like. Like, or if you knock a guy out, you know he's out cold. Just stop. But fighting. she wasn't. She was sitting up. Oh, you, I'm not saying you. Oh. I'm just saying I'm talking about Bisping versus Hendo. I'm saying go okay. on. Okay, so she sat back up. She was not. She was like kind of like Frankenstein, arms up and just kind of like trying to sit up, just like a little bit, like right. just slightly enough. Like I saw her, her hands up and her eyes open, so I went for it. And then even after I hit her the second time, she kind of tried to sit up slightly. So she wasn't even out. Out. Okay, that, that's different. That's a you different know. situation. She wasn't like, uh, like. Okay, so now, now then she stopped fighting after that. That was her last. So she fight. had a nose job, I think, and then, then never fought again. Oh. No. Well, she found out she was pretty. She didn't need to fight anymore. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. That, that's hilarious. Uh, all right, Aljamain. She became Sterling. a model. Aljamain's fight. Aljamain. You know, he looked great. He, I thought he lost the first round, um, and I was worried because that guy he was fighting, I didn't realize how good that guy was. Tonquino? Tonquino uh, is a – I mean, I saw when he had James, when he had Ben Henderson in his corner, and, and I didn't realize he was at the lab, that guy. Yep. I mean, Crouch is such a good coach, and, uh, and he was looking so good in the first. And then Aljamain won the second, and he won the third. The problem with Aljamain is that he's going to – that he has is it seems like – I'm sure he has a lot of power, but it, it, it has in the last couple of fights he hasn't really been hurting his opponents. He's been landing a lot more punches, but his opponents seem to be landing more powerful punches. So he'll land ten punches to the guy's four, and but the other guy's doing more damage. So as a ref, obviously I would say though the guy wants who fucking lands ten punches, even though they're not hurting them as much, is winning the fight. But other reps might say, eh, well, the other he looks rocked and this guy doesn't. It goes to and, significant strikes. And that's the problem with Aljamain's having because he's landing more punches and he's quicker. But because he's not hurting these guys, and a lot of it also is the way he's, he's not really planting his feet when he throws punches. He's sort of boxing in a way where he's, he's sort of dancing while throwing them and throwing <laughs> a lot of jabs. And, and it's, you know, like his speed is his friend. But he's not just sitting in the pocket and fucking trading shots. Right. And it seems like he's he's gonna he's having a tough time because it, it's like he's getting hit more than he should. He's but he's not landing more than he. But he's he's landing a lot of punches. But he's just having a tough time. And I understand the dilemma that he has because he's not hurting people. He's winning, but he's not hurting them. And that's the problem with uh, his last fight with. Uh, I had the same problem too. That's your problem. <laughs> well, I wasn't hurt. I mean, I thought I was. If I get in a fight with usually with somebody, and my coaches always say, if you stand in front of somebody, I have like the the larger gun, you know. But <laughs> so you have the opposite problem, where people are landing more punches than you, but you're doing more damage. Is that I, I don't know what the heck is happening. 
Thanks, Heather. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. I didn't even watch my last fight, but that was a little different because I was blind. But in the Carolina fight, like, I know. I'm just thinking, of course, like every fighter, we relate this to, oh, and I'm on. just having the same issue yes. as Aljermaine Sterling. Yeah. And I was saying that sometimes, like, you sit there and you hit them, and it just it doesn't do any damage. Yeah. No matter how hard or, or how quick you hit them, it's just not going to... Like, we were talking about this right. earlier with with Ashley. Like, people bruise differently, and sometimes well, you think... Well, like Aljamain said, did you think I won or Asuncio won? And I, I told him, I said, I could see it going either way. It does seem like you landed more punches, but he did more damage. Right. And Aljamain said to me, oh, well, he, he got frustrated with me going, well, oh, I thought it was... like, Well, this is the boxing. This is whoever lands more. Mm-hmm. Yes, but... If one guy's on wobbly legs and the other guy isn't, you're going to give it to the guy who isn't. And Aljamain lost the first, but he the second he won, and, and the third he won. But he's such a good wrestler. He's such but he a couldn't good wrestler. use it. He's such a good jiu-jitsu guy. But he couldn't use it. What do you mean? Like, oh, the other guy was, kept going for these fucking Augusto Mendez is he's uh, an was established, yeah. a very well-established, high-level black belt. Aljamain, I mean, his wins against Mizugaki and Johnny Eduardo were submission. You can't, this guy is so high level. Aljamain takes him down. He puts himself at a huge risk. Yeah, and it was a tough fight for Aljamain. He's ranked number eight. The other guy wasn't ranked. It was, he had everything to lose in this fight. Uh, and I'm happy that he won. I'm fucking proud of him. I like him. But he, he's going to have that, he's going to keep running into this problem. I don't know how, I guess the key is to hit and not get hit. That's that's the key. That's the key. But the problem is that he's. What I'm learning. The problem with him though is that he's like, well, I'm now fighting for the judges and not fighting my style of fights. So because of that, he's creating more action fights, which means he's going to get hit more, and that's going to fuck him. So I don't know. Hang in there, buddy. You fucking won. I'm proud of you. Uh, he, you know the thing about Aljamain is that he's good enough to beat anybody in that division uh, at 145. I mean 135. 135. I think he was very very nervous though because when he did get the decision, he started crying and he was freaking out. I mean to go you know 0 and 3 in your last three after being a world beater, it's like. It's scary. You're putting yourself on the chopping block. Oh, if he would have no. gone 0-3. Yeah, 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 if he would have gone 0-3. So he was crying. He was very emotional. So it's probably, maybe that wasn't 100% of Aljamain of what he could give. It was just, let me get this win. I know I can beat this guy. On to the next one. Yeah. Stay here. Yeah. Uh, the Roy Nelson fight, that was awesome just to be there for a Roy Nelson fight. I mean, Roy Nelson, the entire crowd was <laughs> fucking going. He is like the people's champion. He could lose his next 10 fights and people will still fucking love him. Like no other, because he reminds them of him. Most fucking guys in Kansas City are obese. I mean, not not <laughs> guys, but there's a lot of big people in Kansas City, and uh, he inspires people worldwide. <laughs> he, he he's that guy. You watch TV, you're like, I can do that, or fuck, man, I, you want him to? I'm win. not as fat as him. I could probably fucking. It really was like fucking Drago versus Carbo. I, I mean, fucking Dra- that guy, that Russian guy. I knew that was gonna happen. That, but. That Russian guy... It was a good fight. It was a good fight. And Roy almost had him yeah. a couple times. He uh, Kid's got a chin on him, though, Volkov. Yeah. I mean, they both do. Yeah, but he's got a chin. Fuck. He I reminded me that, of the Russian and Rocky. He did. He looks like, he looks uh, like Dolph a, Lundgren. But that beard... Roy should not be able to have that Why? beard. Why? No one should be able to have that beard. Why? Because you don't know where the fucking guy's chin starts. So it's hard to... Emil punch. Meek so had to they shave could wear one too. They could, they could grow one, too. Yeah, but I know, but as a but why don't you just grow? I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. Emil Meek just had to shave his beard before his fight in why? the UFC because because it was again the regulation with the commission said it's like it's too much or whatever. They made him shave his beard it, one, at the weigh Number one, it's padding. Number one, it's padding. I don't think so. Come on. 
How is it not padding? It kind of is. It's no. Pa- it's fucking... Pa- it's, it's having a, a fucking... Another layer in front of your chin. Especially with it, like... And then also, you don't know where it starts. You don't know where his chin fucking starts. <laughs> and there could be an iguana hiding in there. I, I, mean, I, I don't think it's padding. I think if you, you, a punch is going to... Uh, from a heavyweight is not going to be cheating. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't, it's not cheating because you're allowed to do it, but I, I think that it's bullshit. I'm no, sorry. I, I don't like agree. Ray Nelson. I, I just don't think anyone should be able to grow those beards. I think my favorite part of that fight was watching Roy get hit to the body, like right in the stomach. And then like 10 minutes later, it actually bruises up. Oh yeah. Like you'd never seen, I'd never seen that before. And all of a sudden the side of his stomach it is literally like purple. Hurt. His body, his, his gut is so big. It looks like it doesn't hurt. That, like when you hit him in there, it looks like there's there's layers. Like there's, is he the Pillsbury Doughboy and he just goes? <laughs> it really, it's fucking crazy. Uh, it is crazy. What do you think awesome. of uh, before, like before the main t- that guy Tom Dukenwall, the guy that was super highly touted, the, cool. the fire I know kid. Tom. I mean, he was a he was a minus eleven hundred. He was favorite. the biggest favorite on the card. Uh, and that other guy, they brought in a guy that was uh, Patrick Williams hadn't fought in two years, had no cardio. Looked like he just found out about the fight that day. Uh, and that guy almost won. He almost fucking won the fight. And I was rooting for him. I was you were so rooting, rooting for Williams? Oh, 100% rooting for him. I was Absolutely watching Duke Wait, wait. So he, he came in how in a short notice, that guy? And I think he knew about it, but he hadn't fought in two years. And oh. it looked like... It, yeah. It looked like they just found the guy for him to fight. I think right. they were looking for somebody that's going to well, make Tom, Duke yeah. and Wall yeah, look... Yeah. But this like, guy, I don't, I don't really great. get the hype behind the. the I guy. don't get it yet, but you know what? Sometimes he's a cool kid. I met him. He came to Extreme Couture before he went to Jackson's, and uh, he came and trained. We actually shared an ice bath together, and then he was That's... asking me questions about what we share ice bath. Everyone shares ice bath. It's Just not you a weird and him thing. in the ice bath. Yeah. And were you guys playing footsie or anything? No, or? no, no. We were just talking about gyms. He was talking about going to Jackson's. But were you, were you like kind of giving him a foot job? No, oh. no. He's a, he was a lot younger than me. What? Oh, 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 really? Your boyfriend's eleven? No, <laughs> no. He's a lot younger than Morgan. Really? Yeah. I think how he's how like, young is he? I think maybe he's like twenty-two now. You would hook up with a twenty-two? No, guys. I wouldn't. He's twenty. Yes, he would. He's twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yes, he'll yeah, be twenty-four in June. All right. Uh, when's his birthday? Okay, you were you t- t- June twenty-first. Uh, he's gonna be twenty-seven. That. Fucking Wikipedia, oh, dude. Okay. Really? All right. About that bad. How is, by the way, how is everything with you and Morgan? It seemed like there was a lot of there was some sparks when you guys were here together. <laughs> Adam, it's going good. Yeah, it's going good. Well, that's good. Uh, you think are you think gonna marry him or what? I'm not even thinking about marriage right now. No. Because the whole Brandau thing kind of got you sour to marriage? <laughs> Is that what happened? Oh, my goodness. What were we talking about? All right. So this guy, uh, oh, Duke, Tom. Duke and Tom. Tom is really good. Yeah. So he went to Jackson's. And he's been there ever since. And uh, he's – I've seen him over there. And he's just – he's killing it, man. He's doing – he's really great. I think he is good. I, I Obviously, he's good. He's, he's there. But if, if they would have gotten a, a more credible opponent for him, he would have been he a will. Yeah, but look at Sage Northcutt. He got the fucking gas station attendant for oh, his no, of first course. No, they're obviously like, the guys from France, right? Yeah. They're trying to build the UFC in France. They want to build a star. He's I the only s- guy in from France. Right I like to splits at the end. That was really that was I, cool. I'll reserve the right to, to judge Duke and Watt after his next fight. Because yeah. first fight in the UFC sometimes. Yeah. Nerves probably, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we talked about uh, the Rose Nama Yunus fight versus um, – we talked a little bit about that. How I went to the open workouts. And at the open workouts, when I, when I watched uh, – uh, Whitaker, you know, normally it's a open workouts. You don't know people are giving half ass. I mean, Roy Nelson's doing fucking belly flops. People aren't really <laughs> taking it very seriously. Uh, but 
Whitaker had that 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 it factor of watching him just even just hit pads and kicks. I mean, he must have kicked that thing seven thousand times in a row. And there was like it was outside in Kansas City. There was probably twenty four people there. Uh, people were walking to work. No one. Everyone was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But I was there. I was having a good time. But uh, I'm like, "Wow, this guy's got something. This dude might win." And my little brother kept hitting me up saying, Jacare in one round, Jacare in one round. I go, Max, don't sleep on this kid. And we saw what happened. On the flip side, when I saw Michelle Waterson weigh in, do the open workouts, she was there. She was taking it seriously. But within five minutes, her kid was hitting the mitts. And it was sort of like, uh, I don't know. It did seem like she She was a little wrapped up in, they gave her the hour the the mom the uh the the karate mom thing mm-hmm. the hot mom whatever it was <laughs> fight I, I, mom which, fight which mom I, which I, fight mom which I watched which yeah, I, I actually liked it a lot I think everybody should have a fucking thing and the, you'd be surprised how much more I liked her after that sure but I do think that she sort of in, bought into her own hype a little bit and looked at this as an event and I'm not a fight mm. and we also talked about Anthony Smith of fighters stop taking your fucking kids to to the fights I'm, I, as much as it's cute it's sweet it's nice I don't think any two-year-old wants to see their mom or dad get fucked up or dropped, which might happen, um, and then cry. That's got to be a horrible. We don't. That's if I if my dad had been to work and I watched him get knocked out when I was two years old, it, it would have a really. I'd, I'd be in therapy. Well, you know? th- no, because there, she's at the gym every day watching Michelle get okay. you know spar and stuff she like lost that. That one fight, you you saw her back in the mm-hmm. thing. She was. I never saw a sadder face. <laughs> Like my girl gives me that fucking face sometimes about that frowny face. Yeah, of, I mean it was a perfect frown, and it was adorable, but it was like ugh. And I'm sorry that I don't think you should expose your kids to that. Yeah, like mm. that's just my opinion. Okay, uh, and you know opinions are like assholes. The, the only issue, the only play. issue I have with that one with her kid being there, and this is just this example only, her face when she was getting choked out. Oh, the, oh they flashed at a kid. No, 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 Watterson, Michelle. It was like the veins were popping out. She looked, it was the scariest face I've ever seen by somebody getting submitted ever in a fight. And I've seen thousands of fights. Like it literally, I was watching her eyes and they start bulging in the veins. And like she started crying like while she getting, dude, if you watched it on TV, it was scary. And they panned away from it after realizing that it was like close up. Yeah, that's rough. And uh, Thug Rose, you know, she, uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy because you know you see this girl. I saw her like in person, and she's all dolled up, mm-hmm. and she looked like this little small petite. She's so strong thing, and then you see her in fights, and she almost looks bigger than her opponents. Yeah, it, it's crazy. She, um, I mean, we obviously have a history going back into Ultimate Fighter, right? And from like my first grappling with her went from it was like. Five, five seconds, no, maybe 10 seconds long. She got on my half guard, went for a Dars. I went for her to, to clap her hands together so that I could, um, then like sweep her. And when I did, I sweeped us off the mat and I got like a massive cut on my eye because we went onto concrete and then she busted her eye up really big. So it was like the first 10 seconds. Oh, right, right. Right. right and yeah, then yeah. the next time we sparred or, or trained together, I was boxing at takedowns and she went for a overhand right switch, um, tripped me and tore my ACL. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. So this is like back to back, but it's, they were both accidents. Obviously yeah, I was right. the one that did the first thing, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and then the, whatever. So, 
Um, but after the, the show, we became good friends and, uh, I've been training with her and had her out for my last fight. I had her out there for a week and the first sparring we did, man, yeah, not she, good. I mean, she's rarely like, she doesn't look like if you, you know, like she's strong and she's, she's, she's cut and stuff like that, but she doesn't look really like, uh, like a Sarah McMahon or like, you know right, what I mean? Right, Where, right. but she can do that. She's also an eight year old black belt in karate. Yeah. Like, I mean, people forget almost like she was a kind of a child prodigy and, and she's been doing it her whole life. I think it's, I think you, you, people forget that. Um, but I I mean, her versus Joanna. Yikes. I, I, I would still have to give it to Joanna. Yeah. Rose. Yeah. I don't know. I think let's not guarantee our champion yet here, Adam. What do you mean? Jessica, Jessica Andrade. That's the next fight. Yeah, that girl's a fucking. I'm. I've never. I. I call. I said this fight needed to happen months ago, and everybody's like, she's not going to make it that far up. Although I'm so excited for this fight, though. Versus Andrade, I. I I think that Joanna is going to win. There are some reservations, yes, but still, I expect a very exciting fight, and that's what I want. Joanna got dropped by the other girl, by by the girl Carolina. Carolina dropped her. I mean, hurt her. Yeah, and didn't Claudia hit her? Yeah, hit her, her in the face second was pretty fight? messed up Claudia after hit her too. the rematch. It's, it's Joanna, just I'm like, so excited. The thing about Joanna though, the problem, the, what the problem with Joanna? Not the problem, but that sometimes what kind of blinds people or even sways me is that when she looks good, she looks amazing. So then you forget about all the close fights she had. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like you forget about the two Claudia fights. You forget. I forget. Right. Yeah. Me. Right. Well, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I I think Rose could could beat her. I really think that she has a great camp behind her. She has a great support system. I got to go out there and train with her in Colorado a couple of weeks ago and um, hang out with her and, and Pat. And, you know, Pat's really, uh, really just taking charge and really helping her out. Like, it was really a great environment. Like, it, it was really zenned out. They really just had things. You know, she got she bought a, a townhouse and oh, wow. um, it's really just... I feel like she has has everything just set to where she can do that, and and I don't know. Joanna seems to have similar uh, things going on and good things going on. So I, I think it's I think she could do it. Well, this week uh, we talked about some of the fights. A couple of fights that we did not talk about are the girl fights because I wanted to wait for you. Oh, thanks. Um, Alexis Davis for Cindy Dandois. Yeah, that fight is. I can't. I'm looking forward to that fight. Cindy Dandois. Looks like a soccer mom. Um, she's so strong. She, but she has she. Does she not, doesn't look strong, but she is so she has, strong. She has like, I mean, she has a bigger belly than I do, but what? She, she has like a little pop belly. But no. she's, she's, I bet she's like three kids or something. She doesn't have a pop belly. Oh, she doesn't. No, but she has that. But she's pretty hot. She kind of looks like Paris Hilton on TRT. Uh, but she's the nicest person <laughs> I've ever met in my yeah. life, and loves. Black cock. I, I mean, this girl, she just, nothing, I mean, she just was all over Anthony Johnson. I mean, she was obsessed with Anthony Johnson. And finally, she met him in Vegas and took a picture and sent it to me. Going, Adam, I found Anthony Johnson. I mean, she was, she's a, I don't know. Cindy Dandois is a fun, cool, uh, oh, she doesn't really have a pop belly. She actually has like a, a, a six pack. I was wrong. Okay. So she's fighting Alexis Davis. Who's coming off a tough loss to Sarah McMahon? She got murked in that fight. She's actually lost to uh, she lost her last two fights, I believe. She lost to uh, McMahon, uh, no, and then she beat Sarah Kaufman, and before that, she beat she lost to Ronda Rousey in like a minute. Uh, it was sixteen she, seconds. 
the the battle cat from Belgium. She's you, amazing. No, she. I've trained with her. I spent a lot of time with her. I cornered her when she fought Jessamine, and she's she's such such a strong willed and sweet person. Yeah, sweet. One of the sweetest people. And her and Roxy, uh, those two, you know, just like sweet uh, in in their veins. But um, she beat Marlos Conan, her first fight ever. Yeah, yeah. No, she's very, you know, she's very unassuming and she doesn't look strong. We were even saying, she's like, I'm not strong. I'm like, Cindy, I felt her when she, because she's a black belt in judo, right? So when she like has thrown me before and then like gets in that head and arm, I am so screwed. Really? Like, yeah, I can move because she was actually, so it was me and her training with Misha for the Ronda fight, the last Ronda fight with Misha. And obviously I don't have the jujitsu or judo background that Cindy has. Cindy doesn't have the striking background that I had. So we were kind of like together one opponent uh, or one training partner, so to speak for Misha. And we were the, her training partners for that camp. So I got to know her very well and, um, and rolled with her. And then she cornered me in my fight actually in Rotterdam. I had her come out and, um, help me a couple days that week and, and come and corner me. So yeah, we're so really good friends. This fight? Um, I think it could go either way. It really, gun to your head. what you have a gun to your head. I'm going to go with Cindy. Really? I be- I really believe in Cindy. Like I really, uh, I felt her strength, like, and I, and I know her skill and I know how hard she works. So yeah, I, I really think that she's going to um, surprise everybody. Wow. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, so, there was a whole thread on the underground about uh, Misha Tate's nude pictures, which got leaked. Did you see them? No. Um, so now you've seen Misha naked before, right? No. Oh, so I wanted you to confirm if it was her or not. Some, some, <laughs> Show me. I want to see them. All right. Some of now, some people are saying Caraway leaked it. I guess they had broken up. I don't think Caraway would, would leak it. But do you think he would leak it? No, I don't. No. Uh, but um, but but there, it's kind of weird. Now you're putting that idea out there, though. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird though because these these Misha Tate nude pics, right? So it's it's, it's kind of funny because uh, you know they have like it's like all these pictures which are obviously Misha Tate's nude, and then they just have like a, a, a vagina pic thrown in there. Which, <laughs> right, right. I right. mean, we don't know that that's her vagina, but I was gonna ask you, Heather, if it was her vagina, but y- you've never seen it, correct? No, I have not. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right, well, you're going to be our investigator. Wait, where did it go? Oh, okay. Uh, that's not her. Hold on. <laughs> so I like how interested Heather is to see if it's really her. Uh, so, well, I think that I'll be able to tell because uh, I've seen her in, in a sports bra and I've seen her in, you know. Yes. Yeah, so here, this is, I think this, this is her, right? Her butt? The, the first one? <laughs> so I, bad, I dude. actually don't think that is Misha at the room <laughs> alright so you have it confirmed that is not Misha Tate's room you've been in the room before is it I have been in her room before <laughs> this, what, take, this takes my life to a whole other <laughs> level <laughs> this, this, well we have to clear this up it I mean, was well, I know but this takes my fucking like you think I'm bad why because uh, I, I was in Bubba's room and everybody blames me that he lost because I was in was, the fucking room but, but she was staying there though she was staying in the no, house I, all right. Go yeah, on. I, is I, that where I need to go now? I need to know where they are. And shit, like. But that's the only picture that they no, have? No, no. There's like 10 of them. Uh, you know, and I, by the way, I was only looking at this through research to, to make sure that this was not her, to, to disprove them. I was not at all looking at them for uh-huh. any kind Don't of mind the fact that his keyboard is a little stickier. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so Heather's, Heather's on it. She's going to tell us if, if they were uh, – all 
All right. So Jessica Penne is fighting the most frustrating fighter I've ever seen. And you know what? She she's she's what she wins. She wins. That's these the fights. problem. But I, I don't enjoy she's not watching her fight. She's but not she wins. Past Penne. So basically, she's like the the Ben Askren of boxing, kind of. Her name is Danielle Taylor. Uh, she she's quick. Uh, she just beat Sohi Ham. I thought Ham won that fight. Yep. She lost to Mara Morose, a split decision. That one, but I, that fight, I thought she uh, that was close. Uh, so uh, I think Jessica Penne should win this fight, but it might be close. Uh, this girl is so frustrating to fight because she, one. yeah, because she's on her bike the entire time. She's quick as fuck, and she's got she's got power. She's I mean she. But she just doesn't necessarily plant her feet to kind of use it. Who do you think wins this fight? Uh, I think it, it, it a lot of depends on the emotional state of um, Penny. Of Penny, yeah. By the way, the dates I went on but with Penny she's were really the worst strong. Dates I've ever had in my life. Uh, we went on a couple dates. She she, uh, she uh, seemed very angry uh, during the conversation. She, she's cool. She came on my show on, on like the show and helped me out on the on the Oxygen show. And we're we're friends. And I, I actually got her. Uh, uh, at the award show presenting, I, I, I'm a, I like Jessica Penny a lot, but dating her, she is the, she just has resting bitch face, and, and she is so cold. Uh, she doesn't want to talk about MMA, and, and she just, <laughs> she's just like, Jesus Christ, that was, it was, uh, that might have been the worst date I've ever had in my life. Not, no, it wasn't the worst, but, it, uh, <laughs> and, and then at the end, I went over her house, she went back to her house, I think I might invite myself, but somehow I, somehow I got invited back to my, her house, and then uh, and then her dog jumps on my back. So like it was like that night towards the end where like maybe we were gonna kiss or something, and then her fucking huge dog just like tackled me. Her dog is like seven hundred fucking pounds. <laughs> it looks like the guy from the Never Ending Story, and then fucking her dog basically pinned me and, and started fucking eating my face. It was uh, so yeah, that was that was the that was our date. Anyway. Go on. I'm still trying to tell. I'm trying. You're still looking at the nude pictures. Yeah, you see? The nude oh pictures. my god, um, that was the best story ever. <laughs> that's really. It is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. It's but funny. Uh, so Jessica Penn, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, you know. I wrestled that girl Danielle. Really? Um, yeah, for the Ultimate Fighter tryouts. You beat for her. like a, a minute. Well, we just like. I didn't do anything. I was trying to go for an arm drag, and then I, and she ended up pushing me back. And then I think I was going for like a, a triangle, and then they were like called it, so nothing happened. So who do you think leaked these photos? By the way, if I they don't are think her. they're her. Actually, honestly, really, you think another girl that has her uh, build and that butt? I blame McCorkle. And has and has the UFC <laughs> belt in the background? Is this, no, I'm UFC belt? In no, the I'm background. just joking. The ones of that show her face. Why is are there a moniker that her. says Misha right. Tate? And I don't know. I mean. You know, they definitely could be the ones of her butt. I, I think the ones of the front, like this, there's this one of her that's got, or, they, or they're showing it like she's holding her boobs, and that doesn't look like... Her boobs, yeah. No, it oh. doesn't look like jewelry that she would ever wear. Oh, the, the, Heather's on the case, guys. Heather knows the, 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 whether or not they're Misha taste. And, and the girl has, like, long nails, this one. Yeah. She has long nails. Misha never has long nails. There like, we go. Okay, people. So all, that, all you fucking perverts. Well, that ruins my plans for this evening. Yeah, all you, all you perverts that were watching but these things. You know things. these ones of her butt? I don't know if it's her or not. Like, I, I don't remember if... That's her makeup bag or or phone case or anything. So you know who knows. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's a fucking ass shot. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, it looks very red though. Like she, she might like have like a rash or something on her. Adam, did you hear that? But if it makes people happy that that's her butt, and then then you're gonna then great, whatever. All right, what was that? Did you hear the conference call with uh, Ellenberger and Mike Perry? Yeah, on Chael's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, Mike Perry. I can't wait for this fight. I really hope Jake wins. Yeah, but if Jake beats him, you know, you're the one that has to fight Mike Perry next. Why? Because he's gone from Allen to Jake, and it's fucking hosts. Yeah, I'll let Heather fight him. Uh, Now, another. Would you do a celebrity MMA fight? Yes, but I I would have with like with like the puffy MMA gloves, shin pads, headgear. How how much money are we talking about? No money. No, oh, no, no, no. But you're you're gonna for charity. But you're fighting no. me. <laughs> I do enough charity shows. But you're fighting me. No, no, because no, I have a guy. I have a guy. Who? My hairstylist in Vegas. No, we I'm had not, this I, conversation. No, I'm, I'm not training. He's the same that. age as you. I want money. I, I money. I you could. Money. He doesn't have any wrestling experience. I, I Adam Hunter fights for money. I'm not gonna have those big fucking gloves. And I may know wrestling. a guy. You can no, not the big ones, the puffy MMA ones. Like they're like seven ounces. They're like it's what we spar in, Adam. Oh, oh I'd have to do it for, for money. I'm not, I, I, do, I, I do a lot of charity events. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I do every fucking third show I do is for charity. If I'm gonna fight, I gotta get fucking paid because I'm gonna take it very seriously. And I'm gonna work out fucking three times a day. You know, Monday it would be it's, it'd be a great uh, you know for, for your exposure. Yeah, I have a, plenty of a great exposure. Your charity shows are every Monday and Tuesday. With you. All right, what was that? <laughs> your, what? Your, yeah. your charity shows are every Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My whole fucking life has been for charity. <laughs> I don't need to get beat yeah, up by a hairstylist for charity. But this would be so much fun. I, I, I want. To get paid if I, I Adam Hunter show me the money. Okay, well maybe we can get. Oh really? Hundred grand. To fight with big gloves and shin guards and stuff. Hundred grand. Yes, I'll do it for no shin guards. I don't want anything. All right, all right, all right, all right. I have an I have an idea. What's that? I'll put up the hundred G's. Yeah. We fight. If I win, I'm the new host of MMA Roasted. Deal. Fucking. <laughs> if you win, I'm fucking. I'm going back to college. I'm quitting my life. <laughs> I'm so fucking lotny. But we're so. fighting WWE rules. Oh, oh you get interferences. <laughs> interferences. Oh, yeah, great. You fucking hire one of those fucking jabronis. Won't have to hire anybody. I'll pay fucking McCorkle to show up. Yeah, he'll fucking. Uh, I'll, I'll pay him to fucking double cross you. All I right, have more so, money than you. All right. Let's talk about DJ. Uh, your parents have more money than me. So. Uh, Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson. I actually ran into him on the airplane, by the way. So funny, I can't get away from me. We're on the same flight. And uh, I was like, the champ is here. And he looked at me like, who the fuck is he? It took him a second to realize who I was. It was so embarrassing. I was like, you look like such a schlub. Such an idiot. I was like, like, the champ. And it was like five o'clock in the morning. He's like, Jesus. Oh, he looked at me like, well, who the fuck is it? And then he realizes me. He's like, hey, Adam. And then, uh, but we. Uh, <laughs> we fucking How many pictures did he have to take after you did that? Uh, no, 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 nobody. nobody oh, there's nobody around? Okay, no. good. And you know what? I like the fact that like he doesn't make any money really and that because it he keeps, doesn't make any it keeps money. Him focused. Really. Like Demetrius Johnson like is the most focused human so being. So fucked up. It's so fucked up. But, but what good. was that post fight interview too? He's like screaming and hollering about money and missing belts. Yeah, they don't even give him belts. I know he's missing like six or seven of them. They, can't, they have to especially make them for ones that are that small. Like they have to basically make Shut a up. ring. They make the rings a little bigger. Well, that's why they don't let him walk out with it around his waist because he'll just fall off. <laughs> he uses it as a skateboard. <laughs> no, but uh, Demetrius Johnson though is to me. The perfect example of an amazing fighter and a great champion because he doesn't overlook anybody. He fights Wilson Hayes the same way he fights John Dodson. Who's that? Morgan. Oh, what's up, Morgan? How are you? 
This is it's always good to Skype people in that people in can't see on a podcast. Face time. What's going on? Morgan, you gotta shave, you fucking homeless bum. <laughs> look at his right. hair though, he got a haircut. He looks good. You look good, you look good. Alright, so Demetrius Johnson, like I said, is the perfect champion. He fucking you never like he said, you don't hear he even fucking Threw John Jones under the bus. He goes, you don't see me getting arrested for coke. You don't see me doing hit and run. You don't see me hiding under the fucking cage. Good for you. About fucking time he says that. It's true. And he and he goes into every single fight like it's his last fight. Like it's the fucking he's fighting the best guy in the world. Well, he's got it. Mm, Last fight, no. Well, last fight, Tim Elliott. Yeah, it's an awkward. No, 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 no. But he said it was. I'm just saying because he said in an interview going in, I already beat both their coaches. Uh, But maybe he said that. But like, yeah. But that. I asked. I asked him about that. I I told him. I go. You. You concerned me when uh, the last fight with Tim Elliott won the first round. He's like, he didn't win the first round. I still think he won the first round. But he's like, he just had me. Like he. He said that. He said that Dotson hit him the hardest. He said well, Dotson, course, Dotson sure. hit him where he didn't know where he was. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then he said the first Uncle Creepy fight was also. But I, I go – we were talking to uh, Demetrius and he's such a nice guy. And, uh, and, then, and then I actually walked past him on the plane. This is how more – talk about saying stupid things, right? So he gets first class, of course, which they should put him in the fucking overhead bin. <laughs> but he's in, he's he gets in, to go to the cockpit on his birthday. Yeah, he's, he's in first class, right? No one knows who he is, which is even funnier. But, but, uh, but he's in first class. So I'm walking past him going into coach, and he's watching himself celebrate. I'm like, are you really watching your, yourself dance? And he's like, he's like yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, I, I would too, man. The quick save. He doesn't really get my my humor, but but he was nice. At the end, he was like, Adam, man, you know, have a good, have a safe trip back, happy holidays, and like, I'd love to. I asked him to do the podcast. He said he would love to. He's such a nice guy. It's good because I asked him in December, and he said he'll talk to you. Oh, <laughs> so but, I guess he finally talked to you. We were talking about John Jones. Like, if John Jones had Demetrius Johnson's fucking work ethic. And uh, and Morals his attitude and towards fighting, he would be the best fighter of all time, hands down. It wouldn't even be a fucking. And then you could say, well, Adam, guys like that live on the edge, and maybe he wouldn't because he'd get bored. What, whatever. He's uh, still he, doing. He's still the best fighter. I still yeah, think he's still better. Talent than, wise, yeah. he's still. He's yeah, but he's taken so much time out of his prime. If he goes back and loses his next fight, let's see. Say he loses. You don't think he? He's will? not going to lose. Okay, let's say he does. Who is it? Hello. Okay, but let's say let's say he loses his next fight. Which I mean, I think Cormier has a good shot. Oh, I think someone's delivering something. Yeah, yeah, let him in. Uh, what? Oh, um, yeah, my 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 fiance is moving in, so like there's all kinds of boxes here now. Uh, but uh, I mean, I mean, he, he, he wait. So you don't think he, uh, Cormier's gonna beat him? No. Really? Of course not. No way. Look what John did to him last time. He, Cormier won two out of five rounds. Mm, they, I don't agree. He did. It, he won. He won two out of five rounds. Well, I, it was they, it, maybe barely. So, but the rest of the three rounds that, that John won, he, won, he, he won more yeah. I I think Cormier is going to beat him. I do. Cormier's going to beat Jones. Yes. Do you think Jones takes that fight right off the bat, or you think it's Manua that gets the shot and he takes a tuner? I think Cormier beats both of them. I, I do. I I think Jones beats Cormier, but I think Cormier definitely beats Manua, and there's no way Manua? he's. I don't know what the fuck it is. Manua but sounds like horseshit. Either either way, I know that DC's lying on Twitter talking about I'm only going to box you. Like, sure. dude, you will get hit. But yeah. I don't know. I I, I just hope for. The I, sake I hope of, it's Jones. I just hope for the sake of 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 like 
just morals and good people and and like life making sense to me the Cormier beats John Jones but you know well if it is Jones it's in Anaheim July 29th wow nice and Cyborg announced this morning it's not official yet but Cyborg announced on her Instagram that she's fighting Jermaine on that card nice really so if 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 Jones agrees you're going to see Jones Cormier and possibly Cyborg Jermaine on the Anaheim card. You still got about nine or ten fights to fill. I hope Jermaine wins, but yikes, that's a hard. I don't fight. think Jermaine's going to win that I, fight. I, I hope Jermaine wins. So I like Jermaine so much. I don't think Cyborg loses at 145 in the UFC. I don't think so either. But I hope. I hope. I know it's. Can a you guy know hope? What? Why do you, you have know, to fucking kill my hopes? Yeah, but you know what? I I'd rather see her and Jermaine than Cyborg and Holly. I think Cyborg. Knocks Holly unconscious. Mm. I mean, I think she could do it to Jermaine too, but yeah. Holly don't need that. She's so this week, by the way, this Friday night, Bellator has a great event. They yes. have not. I have not heard anything about it. No one's talking about it. Nope. It's fucking nonsense because they're they have the the fucking champion fighting uh, Daniel Strauss. Love Daniel Strauss fighting Pitbull, the same Pitbull that just beat uh, Thompson, right? No, oh. Patricio Pitbull, the 45er that broke his shin against Benson. Oh, okay. He's back with a title shot. Okay, has he fought since Benson? I don't think he has. But they gave him a title shot? It is Bellator. <laughs> All right, well. Strauss needed an opponent, and Veitchel just fought. Like, I hope Strauss there's, there's, wins. I like Strauss. That's I love it. Yeah, man. man. I mean. Uh, so he's fighting. Also on the card, fight. AJ McKee is fighting. And I'll tell you what. This kid, AJ McKee, is fighting. I looked at his record. He's 11-1. and one. His one loss is to Cody Nolov by knockout. Uh, early in his career. He, early in his career. He's won eight fights in a row. And he's from Pittsburgh. He's, he's from Philly. So the uh, kid's tough. And he's beaten everybody he's beaten. Yeah, he has not beat any world beaters yet. But he, the last – I went and looked at the records of the guys he's beaten. And they're all like 7-0. and or They were 7-0. and 12-3. 19-4. He's not beating guys. Sometimes you look at records and like – Especially with female fighters, I hate to say it, but you look at some of the female fighters, the girls they've beaten, and like, yeah, the girl's seven and zero, but she beat a girl that was four and six, or you know, one and seven, or you're like, okay, I mean, there was a couple people out there. Yeah, on. records are just numbers, really. If you, it just all depends on who you fought. But this guy's beaten some good guys, and AJ McKee may have his first test. So you call uh, him the upset? I don't know because I haven't seen him fight. I've only seen his record on Sherdog and who yeah. he's lost to and who he's beaten. But it looks like if A.J. McKee fights the way he did two fights ago, where it was a close one, or I think it was the last fight, it was a close I one. Was, I don't know. He fights so often. I think if he's a- had two since the Cody Walker fight. If A.J. comes in and thinks he's going to walk through this guy, he may lose. He always thinks that, though. <laughs> yeah. He thinks that with every opponent he goes in the cage with. Yeah, and A.J.'s young. He's young, and he's cocky, and he's talented. And sometimes young, cocky, and talented is... Not a good recipe. We have seen it. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, also on the card, Brennan uh, Saad Awad is fighting. I fucking love that guy. Salad away. Yeah, salad away. Uh, he, he's fighting. I, I, you know, I like that guy. He came over my place one time. Were you there when he came to the, the podcast? No, him he, and Georgie. I missed him that and one. Georgie came, and uh, and at the time I had like seven kittens in my fucking bathroom. Yeah, I remember that. And and I and I and we were like. I was showing them the kittens, right? So it was like, I have like these two tough guys in my thing and we're all playing with these little kittens, you know? And he says to me, he goes, oh, it's so nice to do this, man. You could tell how a guy's character by how he treats animals. And, and I was like, man, thank you. Like, that was like, this dude's a fucking murderer in the cage, but like, 
loves animals and and it was very nice dude he's a, he's a he's a really nice guy like he knows me from graphing in the show and whatever he could pass me 37 times in three days fight week even if he's fighting every time he walks by hey man how you doing right yeah, now no, everything so, okay like no so yeah so Sadawad, i i really hope he wins i i who's uh, he fighting uh that's a very good question look it up uh but Thanks. but he's coming off two losses he's coming off but he lost to brennan ward by knockout, Brett Ward, if he yeah, hits anybody, he'll fucking knock you The out. Derek Anderson fight was very, very close. I know, and they gave it 30-27. I was like, that was not a... It was very close. Uh, so, yeah, so Sadawad. Also, Ed Ruth is fighting. I don't know if you know Ed Ruth, Heather, but he is an amazing wrestler. He's like a national champion. And, uh, is he part of the Fab Five? He's part of, yeah, he's the man. With Tyrell Fortune. And Tyrell Fortune as well. So, Bellator, come on. Fucking people should know about this. You, got, you have a good product this week, a really good product. And uh, I shouldn't have to go find it. What about the uh, Alima Lay McFarlane and Jessica Middleton fight? That's a good fight. Who are those girls? Alima Lay is uh, an up-and-coming, I think she's a 125-er. And um, she's been calling for either a title shot or she wants, uh, I think she wants Yonkova. I think she's been calling for. It's just, uh, it's she's just a tough chick, Hawaiian chick, um, out of San Diego. So undefeated too. So nice. she she has she's fought a lot for Bellator. Really really talented girl. Um, but yeah, she's calling for big fights. But her and Jeff, uh, what's the, the our, Middleton? Our girl Brooke Mayo is all over fucking the internet. She really wants to fight that uh, that Russian girl, uh, Yankova. Yeah. By the way, she posts a picture of her in her. You know this girl Brooke Mayo, Heather. She's a, a fighter. She lost her first fight um, in Bellator, but like she was winning. Kind of, but she had a black eye. They stopped it because her fucking eye like blew up. Uh, Happened to me. But she's also a, um, a flight attendant during the, and she's also a soccer coach. She played college soccer. She played semi-pro soccer, and she also is a nanny. And uh, <laughs> did that too. And she lives in San Francisco. She trains, I think, good. Who's training with oh, one of those gyms? Forgot what gym. But uh, she's 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 begging for a fight. But she's posting pictures of her in her flight attendant suit. And damn, that looks fucking looks pretty good. <laughs> That's the whole point of the story. There's actually no fucking point of the story. I was like, um, it's funny. So fucking uh, last night, I uh, did a show, and there was just it was like twelve people there, but they were fun. They were a fun twelve. I rather have I rather have a fun twelve than a fucking miserable two hundred. Honestly, it's funny that this is a consistent story with the dime bar because no, that the beginning dime. it was the parlor. I did the parlor. Oh, it wasn't afterwards. the oh. But this, so I started fucking with everybody in the crowd, and this one girl who has like a Bulgarian accent, and she's like. Adam, she goes. I go. What do you do? She's like, I'm a stripper at a lesbian bar, and my boyfriend he strips at a gay bar. And I was like, Oh wow! Neither place I'm gonna end up tonight. I, I goes. I go. You guys found love in a hopeless place. Yeah, you know, it's just like, just really like that's what you. Uh, that's I'm like this is like Romeo and Juliet. If it was in a third world country, and I, I started. And there was just, a strip club involved. A strip club involved. <laughs> but uh, it was crazy. It reminded me of my time as a stripper. Uh, I tried being a you know I tried being a male stripper. I right? didn't know that. Oh, no. I I first moved to L.A. I was in a play in New York, but it was like Tony and Tina's wedding where you didn't know who was in the play or not. And, and it was called Birdie's Bachelorette Party. Stuttering John's wife produced it, and uh, it was at the Culture Club, which was the hottest 80s club in L.A. It was three floors, and it was like – and my job was a Woody the Shop Boy, and I had to wear a pink headband, <laughs> and I had to wear a, a cutoff shirt. And at the time, I was ripped. I was 23. I was like fucking ripped, and I, had, I went fake tanning, and, uh, and, my jo- and I wore a pink belt. 
And it was all bachelorette parties from New Jersey. And what, Speedos Staten or something? Island. How do you go fake tanning? Oh, I used to you mean fake, you get no, a fake tan? I would tan? get fake tanning or I would apply oh. it. i put the fake bronzer on. Wait, 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 wait. Were you wearing Speedos? No, a belt? I was wearing jeans. I was wearing oh. regular jeans, like tight jeans. And I would give lap dances for like $10 a pop or $5 a pop. So you weren't stripping? Well, no. But listen, this is where oh. I learned had the craft. Oh. And then I would sell shots. <laughs> I would sell shots to the girls. And... I would make about fifteen hundred a night cash. Like it was the great. I'd never been paid more. But all the money had to go into my fucking underwear or my sock. Like because it was all dollars or fives. So, so I would just like I would go to the bathroom and fucking money would fucking fall out, right? And but I was giving lap dances and I was I was killing it as lap dances. But I would get boners all the fucking time. Like the girls would be like, "Is that real?" And I'm like, "Yeah," you know. But uh, I was getting so many fucking numbers. But I, I had to stay at the culture club till three in the morning after after selling shots. And I would get drunk. I would take about 15 shots a fucking night because I would do a thing where yeah, I was you'd like... you have to, right? Well, the bachelorettes were so stupid. They'd be like, hey, the parties would be like, hey, can, can, you, can we buy Jen a shot? I'd go, I'll tell you what. There's like 20 of them. What was your name? Woody the shop boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I go, and it said Woody in the back of my shirt. I go, listen, oh my God. here's the deal. I said, if all, you guys, if all you guys do a <laughs> shot, her shot's on me. And the girls would be like, okay. So I would sell fucking 20 shots as opposed to one. And then I would either, put the, I would either put the, the shot glass in my mouth and make girls do shots out of my mouth. Like, or I would put the shot glass right by my, my cock. And then the girls would get on their knees and fucking put it in their mouth. Right? That was like my fucking trick. Uh, so <laughs> I, would, I would clean house. Wow. Where is Shanato for this? God house, damn it. I would clean house of this, right? So, but then, I need video proof. But then, I got five, but then it was, then it got bad because guys would like girls would fucking steal my pink headband and run around, and I'd have to get the fucking bouncer. Or guys <laughs> would fucking start with me because like guys would say shit. Why like, were there guys there? Well, afterwards it was the nightclub, so it was like guys and girls. It was all bridge and tunnel, which bridge and tunnel means Staten Island, New Jersey, Long Island. That's what people in Manhattan call the bridge and tunnel crowd. People, people that take the bridge or the tunnel to New York. We fuck, so it was all Guidos. It was back when, like, you know, it was all that time, right? And fucking guys would fuck at me, and then I'd go like this. I would just snap my finger, and this fucking huge-ass <laughs> bouncer would remove the guy from the fucking club. Because anybody who fucked me, I had, like, I, I was making the club so much money. That's my favorite part. You're just like, snap, and this big-ass motherfucker just shows yeah, up. Yeah, because like, I, I was... What are you doing? Yeah, I was selling seven or eight fucking... Uh, bottles a night. I was going through seven or eight bottles a night of of of, of like of, of shots, and then so they fucking loved. And then you. there was a fake boy George that would fucking dance, and and he fucking loved me. I'd be like, hey George, He'd be like, hey Woody, like me and fucking George were friends, right? So anyway, was there a guy named Buzz? So I fucking moved out to L.A. Right, I moved out to L.A. I ended up quitting the job because I just couldn't do it after a while. Plus, I would give out flyers to all my comedy shows to all the girls. So then that week. My whole every show was filled with all these chicks who I think liked me better as Woody the Shop Boy. They hear my act, and they didn't like me anymore. But I, but I was getting laid like fucking crazy doing this shit, this fucking thing. I was making out with like seven girls a night, but I was getting fucked up. Like I was taking twelve shots. I was on Rip Fuel creatine. I was taking uh, you know Adderall, uh, Celexa. I, I was just I was getting fucking high off my ass. The one night I actually went off everything, went off because one of the side effects of Selexa that takes forever to come. And one time I like went off it, and then I actually nutted on the dance floor. Like I was dancing with some shit grinding, <laughs> and I was like, ugh. And then it That's was like, not real. I swear, I looked down because I wasn't wearing underwear. I'm like, holy shit, I had to dump a whole fucking thing of water on my pants to fucking blend in. Anyway, so I move out to LA, right? 
I moved out to LA. And I've I, never been so happy. I need a fucking job, right? I, I can't need, believe you just said that. Oh, this is right, this is this is this is, this is the early twenties. So fucking, uh, I moved out to LA. I fucking need a job. So I, I look up a thing that said like stripogram online. I'm like, oh, I can fucking. They I, have ma- male nude maids too out here. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck that. I'm not cleaning. Joe the kid Perez. All right. So anyway, Joe doesn't clean. His dad does. Good point. So I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll take a job as a male stripper. I, I know how to do it. No one will know me. Blah blah blah. So I fucking the first like two parties they were out like I don't know like Riverside or something. It was just like and I got like a speedo. I had like a cop uniform. I'm like, hello, is uh, uh I have an uh, we're making an, uh, an arrest for failed parking tickets. I was dancing and it was cool. But the third party was all these Mexican chicks in Compton and they were fucking out of control. They were trying to get me naked. There's Mexicans and, in Compton. Yeah, I think it was Compton. I don't know where it was. But it was like it was one of those parties where like they fucking like they were trying to like like blow me and, and I was like a part of me wanted to let them do it because I'm a fucking guy and that's what guys do and who wouldn't want to have some of them were cute but the other hand I'm like not a whore I'm not a prostitute you know but I would probably let them do it so I was I was conflicted there was like the angel and the devil going on of like what should, yeah yeah like they were like basically so then they like I'm not gonna lie and this might incriminate me but. The fucking angel should have got stuck in traffic. <laughs> well, the bachelorette, the, ba- the bachelorette was like, "Let me see you naked," right? And I was like, uh, "No," I was like, "I was like, no." And then, anyway, so then it was like, it, it got it got out of hand. The party got out of hand. I'll just leave it at that. The, the party got out of hand, and uh, that was my last. That, that was my last. I, I obviously I, not, I, not out of hand. It was your last. Well, because it was so much fun. Uh, it was, and I was like, "This is not a good job for me. Like, this is a job that I'm going to end up liking too much." It's like you know, when I did cocaine once or twice, I, I quit because I was too much fun. I'm like, I don't need to be doing this. Sometimes you have to quit things when they're too much fun. See, some people, people listening outside, are listening to in this podcast. You think that you do have to quit things sometimes because it's they're horrible, but there's also the flip side. Of not being able to match the high that you get doing something. For example, like uh, go, you know, having threesomes uh, with your girlfriend. Yeah, that's great at, at the beginning, but then you just keep trying to top yourself and top yourself. Or having, uh, you know, uh, going to sex parties or swinger parties. Eventually, yeah, it's fun, but you can't, won't, you won't be able to s- sustain that level. And then everything else becomes low because you're not at that high. So that's so that's a it's a good lesson. Sometimes you have to, it's it's, it's you have to you've you've never had too much fun doing something that you had to quit, Heather. Oh yeah, I've been addicted. I'm I've I was thinking about uh, why I'm so sugar addicted and and where that came from because I am and I started in I was a kid hmm. and you know my parents like my mom and her family were really like into that so. It, and that's it's a serious fucking thing, man. It so really you're is. I have sugar addiction. Cap bars. This is the, this yeah. Is. Because if you let yourself, sometimes you get off of it, and then you let yourself back yeah. just a little bit, and then it's like, and it happens when I have fights. I go off of sugar. I go off of like crappy food, and then when I when I come back after my fight, and I indulge, and I just like I indulge a little bit, and then it's it like starts this whole other thing. And, and it is an addiction, and no less than a, a cocaine addiction yeah, or no, anything. Absolutely. No, it really is a hundred percent. It's so bad. I, I I recently stopped quit. Well, I haven't quit totally, but I've limited myself to like one or two Pepsi's a week, nice, or one or two cokes a week. Yeah, what about the 12 Red Bulls I've seen you down a night? That's part of my show. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of my show. I have to keep keep the energy up for the comedy show. I only do it during comedy shows, the Red Bull. 
I don't do it. Uh, I know. I don't see yeah. you with it any other time. You could like drink like a beet juice before. You might have more energy than a Red Bull. Really? Yeah. <laughs> a be- I don't think they serve beet juice at comedy clubs. Well, you that's just good because the dime's it. not a comedy club. <laughs> that's a good point. You could bring it. That's a good stuff point. Like, like there's other things. There's so many healthy energy drinks out there that don't have that crappy sugar and caffeine that you could like just like take. That. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Hmm. Now, are you going to watch the UFC this weekend? Yeah, of course. Nice. Yeah. Uh, where are you going to watch it? I don't know. Hmm. All right. And yeah. you, TV, where are you going to watch it? Probably home. Uh, Is it a pay-per-view? No, no. no it's it's uh, UFC on Fox FS1. Sports. Oh, I'll watch it at home. Jake Ellenberger is fighting versus Mike Perry. That's the one I want to see. Yeah. Uh, she was here 20 minutes ago when we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for that fight. <laughs> well, listen, people. I think that's our uh, our podcast. Uh Anything coming up, CB? No. Heather? <laughs> yeah, I just dropped my uh, sixth episode of my podcast, Believe to Believe. I had Michaela Mayer and Jen, uh, Ginny Fouch. Uh, they're boxers, USA, USA boxers. One, Michaela went to the Olympics, and then Ginny's um, looking to go to the next Olympics. But, nice. Yeah, they're really freaking funny. If you've never, like, you should follow, you gotta start following them. Like, they are hilarious. Like really two amazing girls, really smart and really pretty and also really funny and, uh, and talented. I love yeah. it. This and Adam, what do you have coming up? Oh, oh, oh and, and, and sorry, the um, Guard Lab. Check out GuardLab.com. Okay, let's, let's break this down. So, yes, I am a fighter. Yep. A lot of our, our people listening to this are amateurs. They're wrestlers. Yeah. They're boxers. They train. They need a mouth guard. Hit me up. Why should they go to you? Okay, so Guard Lab is the official guard of the UFC. We're the official guard of the AFL, which is the um, rugby team uh, league in Australia. Uh, We have a bunch of basketball and NBA, MLB players that use them. We have performance-enhancing guards, okay? So performance like, I suck as a fighter. I put him in this mouth guard. I'm going to start winning fights. Yep. No, that's no, no, no. Why? So it, You're not it helps. Get knocked out. It's, it, yeah. I mean, look at my last two fights. I got hit a lot, and like my teeth were good, my jaw was good. Um, it basically the difference in this guard than every other guard one it's 3d scanned 3d printed uh the mouth guard is like we use a 3d scanner so it's no putty crap all like gagging you and stuff we um and then we take your top and your bottom uh scan we bring your jaw slightly forward by putting like impressions on the top guard that brings your jaw slightly forward so you have like this space in the side of your mouth it's all the science is online go to guard lab dot now, com now and when you I, check now it if out. I go to garland.com and I want people to know that Heather Joe Clark was the one that referred me how do I people people know that go to Heather at guard uh, just send me an email Heather at guardlab.com is there a way for people to guard lab to know that you're the one bringing people in just they can just contact me and I'll make sure they get taken care of no but I want to make sure you get taken care yeah, of yeah so just go to Heather just yeah. email me if you have questions you want to get hooked up you want a mouth guard you want you have a gym or you know somebody who has a gym that might be interested in throwing an event getting their whole team mouth guards they just Contact me, Heather, at guardlab.com. Okay. Or go to the website and contact anybody. But it's a small startup company, so it, it will all be fun, you know, come towards Love me. It. Okay. Uh, this week, I will be at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach this Saturday night. Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Next week, next Wednesday to Sunday, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I will be in Tulsa, Oklahoma next Wednesday to Sunday. Uh, and then in... Um, uh, I'm going to be in Fresno at the Shanty Bar and Grill uh, Thursday, June 1st. Uh, Las Vegas Comedy Club, Fight Week. L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere. 
Off the Hook Comedy Club in Fort Myers, July 13th to the 16th. Uh, I will be at the Apple Valley Wine Cellar, uh, June 6th. The Diamond Joe Casino in Iowa, uh, September 13th. Penguins Comedy Club, the 15th to the, and the 16th. I will be in Brentwood, California. Uh, not Brentwood, like in Northern California. Uh, October 20th and 21st. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Wacko's Comedy Club in November. And next June uh, 20th to the 22nd in 2018, I'll be at the Carolina Comedy Club. So uh, get your tickets now for next June. All right, so uh, listen, uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Anthony Lionheart-Smith. Thank you, Heather Joe Clark. Hope you guys have a great week. <laughs>